double checking, eh? Yeah. Good man. Glad to see that. Connected. What are you filming for? This is what you call organized. You've got to have all your shit. You've got to have all your shit, Dave. Well, then let's see. All this work. See? Organized. Compressor. Puncture repair kit. Dave just had this tire fixed. And, uh,. I didn't do a good enough job and the valve was leaking, so uh, yeah. You gotta be organized, like tactical distributors, impossible 15 gets 50% off. Okay. Life's changing, guns are changing, hunting's changing. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna get to that. You're going on a hunt. You're yeah. up here because you're going on a hunt. Yeah, I'm passing through, I'm going up to Maine. I've been putting in for a Maine moose tag for like 25 years. I literally, <laughs> it was funny, I was up at. Where the hell was I? I was up doing like uh, you couldn't get it when your dad was in office. Imagine that. No, yeah, no, it's yeah. right. Yeah, if I if I had drawn that tag when my dad was in office, like I wouldn't have been able to go on the hunt. You know? Isn't that something? Can you imagine that when your dad's the president, you still can't draw the tag? <laughs> well, what was worse was I, when he was president. A friend of mine had someone bail on like a fully paid for like. Kamchatka bear hunt, bear moose combo uh, in Russia, and they're like, "Hey, man, this guy bailed." Like he had a private plane and everything, which makes it a lot easier to get to that part of the world yeah. if you can do it. Like I, yeah. you know, I go to Mongolia commercial. I do it if I have to. But like, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, dude, I would so love to do that hunt, but like, I can't go. You know, now, you know, Kamchatka is about as it's literally Siberia, right? It's, yeah. it's remote away from anything Russian and you know whatever. Yeah, it's there but on like, the border. I was like zero chance I could go on this hunt right now because it, that would be Russian collusion. And you know, I was like, I, oh, I had to yeah, turn down what would have been an awesome hunt. Isn't so, that interesting? Yeah, like you can go to Alaska and hunt, and you're about two miles away from yeah, Russia. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you're going on a moose hunt. Twenty five mm -hmm. years. Could, yeah, Thomas, I can't imagine that. My dad's president, and I can't get a tag to shoot a moose. <laughs> Like, Listen, I, I put in like everyone else. You, this guys is actually, you guys should have actually cheated and colluded. Well, what's interesting about this one, so I literally, I was up in Maine on some political stuff a couple months ago and sat next to, on the plane ride back, in back of the bus and coach, coming back, um, flying down to Florida, I guess I had to go through New York or something like that. Sitting next to a guy, starts up a conversation, happened to be a big Trump fan from Maine, yada, yada, yada. Has an outfitting bit. He's like, oh, cool. dude, I... I want you to come up and do that. Like, what's the one thing in Maine that you were doing? You were looking for hunting or fishing up? I was like, well, no, I've been putting in for the moose hunt for 25 years because it's like almost impossible yeah. to draw. He goes, I know. I mean, I, I've never even tried New Hampshire because it's so hard. I'm literally sitting next to the guy on a plane, just start up a random conversation. And most of the time, like when I do that on a plane, I was like, just earphones, like leave me yeah. alone. I just sort of wear the hat. Just, you know, I don't need to, especially coming out of parts of Maine because yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a little coast, different than where I'm at liberal. in Florida. It's yeah. pretty, you know, it's pretty live. And so I was just, but started talking to the guys like, well, listen, I, I have an outfitting business. We got to, I just want you to come up, like come up and do the main hunt with us. I was like, well, like I, I didn't draw. He's like, no, no, we got an outfitter tag for you. Like just come up and like, oh, that's just wonderful. started up a random conversation. I, I mean, like, it's not, it's nice when you get something good because you guys get so much bullshit. Yeah, we, 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 so, I think we take our nice. undue share of bullshit. So yeah, so it's nice I, when it I'm works I'm okay out. taking a perk every once in a while. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. Because, uh, um, yeah, we were talking about it off camera, but so, so yeah, you've been in Alaska and stuff and hunted. And, yeah. Yeah, so, so the moose here, obviously, much smaller. But it's like... Dude, like I said, I'm from New England, right? So it's like, I grew up in Connecticut. I, but, like, it was always out of reach. Like, it was almost like you don't even... like. 
when I say I've been putting in for 25 years, I'm sure someone will put in a FOIA request and say, you didn't put in for all of those years, almost because some years you're just like, it's futile. Like, yeah. But uh, you know, I've been putting yeah, in for a long tried time. tried your whole adult life. Uh, you know, when I go out west, I post a picture in Montana, I will get 30 letters from Montana Fishing Game. You know, this newspaper it wanted to make sure that you had a fishing license. Like, they're literally, they will put in a FOIA request to try to oh, make yeah. a freedom of information to see if I... Actually, I was like, well, it doesn't even say that I'm hunting or fishing, but they're checking anyway. But it's so stupid because any of us, uh, uh, anyone that knows you personally, like I don't know anyone personally that is more into conservation, the outdoors and hunting and fishing than you at a personal yeah. level. I just don't like yeah. you're, you're fucking bananas about it. Yeah. And the idea that people who love it that much, um, like at the level, I, I will say, bring yours down a little to the level where we all love it. You know, like our friend group that hunts mm -hmm. and everything. The, the idea that you wouldn't have a license or you wouldn't want to pay because you know that's yeah. what goes to conservation. 100%. It's like, it's no well, one's and, trying and, to cheat And the it. speeches I give and the times I offer myself up as a donation, you know, like, I mean, I've offered yeah. myself up at like at SCI, like, hey, I will be present for your hunt. And like, you know, a hunt goes from selling for 25 grand. We sold one for 600 grand a couple years ago. You know what I mean? We sold one this year Ooh. for 300. Like just to have me come along. That's so cool. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, and and all like, that, I'll, I'll it, do that. And it's, again, it's like... Yeah, I mean, money goes to conservation. It goes to conservation. So, you know, happy to put it out there, but like... Yeah, I'll buy my $25 fishing license, okay? And if it's a yeah. $1,000, I'll still buy it. Well, and you... Exactly. And, but you'll also see it like, dude, there, it's still easy to run a final... You can have the best intentions, think you're... Like waterfowl's the worst for that because there's always oh, something sucks. they can get you for. That, like, yeah, and it's like, you don't even think about no like, one. well, there's a feather in your van from yesterday. And I was like, well, but it's not from... But like... Eh. And then it's yeah. like they get you. So I, you know, I have to play the game, you know, as clean as possible. But the reality is, like, you can still make a mistake. It's like, yeah, but you know, it's sad for you in that sense because you're right. Waterfowl is very, it's very easy. They can always catch you. It's like when when we have vendors make parts for our guns, QC can fail every part that comes in. Correct. They can. It's the same thing with like waterfowl hunting. I know you're right, yeah. and it's like. You know, it would suck, too, if something like that happened to you because yeah. they would have to make an example yeah. out of you. Where Is, is that you a know, black duck or a, or a hen mallard? It's like, yeah, man, I didn't realize that was a one bird on that. But And if it weren't you and it's a reasonable game warden and they know that you're yeah. not a poacher and you're out here, like they're smart. They can tell instantly. It's like they would give you the benefit of the doubt. But see, what's interesting, though, and listen, I have a lot of friends that are game wardens. I mean, Jason Vincent is you know former yeah. game warden. I mean, we sort of field ethos together. It's like, uh, but... The reality, what's strange is, and I saw it like in, especially up here, like a lot of the game wardens actually aren't hunters. They don't like oh, really? those, a lot of the institutions, no, not all. I mean, you know, but certain like New York, I had, I spoke with the head of the DEC in New York a couple years ago. He spoke at an event that I was at and we were chatting. Yeah. He was like, well, you know, it's interesting. You know, I'm the only hunter in like. That's my, bananas like, that someone like, would want to become you're a game taking warden. All of your fund. Well, but it's sort of what the left does, right? They sort of appropriate institutions and then they they use it to do their do their bidding and i was like well so what kind of hunting he's like well i shot a turkey once i was like wait wait like the head of new york fish and wildlife like has shot a turkey like but like there's million i mean there's a lot of deer shot in new york a lot of hunters great hunting yeah, tradition. I mean, people, like, don't people don't realize don't it that it's way, just like, the city like the rest of new york is rural and kind of redneck it's yeah. like a great place you know and i you know i have my cabin in the catskills like yeah. oh they're great fly fishing great hunting great waterfall great sort of actually a great sportsman state actually yeah I mean, you got montauk and like the spear fishing it, and the deep sea stuff off of you know, the, Long the Island. laws like, and stuff make it weird and it's it's bad with, like with illinois as well like illinois what a great state for yeah. a lot of hunting and stuff and you know, Chicago ruins yeah. a lot of it. But I was shocked to find out, like, like there was no one basically in his department that actually hunted, and yet they're getting it, millions it, it of dollars even, of licenses to be able to be decide allowed. what those people should be able to do. And, you know, so that's what's 
you know, because you yeah. may not always get the benefit of the doubt because someone's looking to yeah. fulfill an agenda. I, I've been, you know, blessed so far, but who knows? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You, you know, I have like a serious love for Africa currently, and yeah, you do. Um, yeah, and so <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna have an open house over there next year. Nice. So may, maybe maybe you come over. I don't know. Um, but over there, you know, it's like there would be no animals in Africa if it weren't for oh, white hunters that went there. And that's just the truth. Yeah. You know, like American or European, if it weren't for them going to hunt, there would be no animals. And people can't understand it in America because it's no. like, oh, well, we can't. You shouldn't shoot elephants. It's like, go live where there are elephants yeah. in the wild and yeah, tell me that. Or yeah, lions. Ivan Carter's become a pretty good friend of mine, and he's probably one of the leading. for. Like when you hear his stories about conservation and what gets stuff done. You know, his big saying is like, you can't solve third world problems with first world solutions. That's correct. And if you've spent any actual time like on the ground in Africa, you actually understand that. You know, like yeah. a lion is beautiful and majestic. And, you know, when you live in a nice it, glass tower in New York City. It, all, like, it also eats all your miles. cattle and it will eat your children. Yeah, you walk five miles to go to the river because, you know, you're fishing. Like when I used to you know, hunt in the Kilimbaro and stuff like that up in Tanzania. Like, you know, the floodplains, like the village is far away from the water because yeah. when it floods, you, you'd be in the water. So like you yeah. have to walk like... I literally found a, f- a leg still attached to a shoe, you know, in, oh, in really? the high grass. Yeah, Cause, so because I found a human skull. Yeah, I believe it, a hundred percent. Like you know, so you you know you you do that every day, and yeah, that, you that can't, animal you can't stops understand. being so majestic. You lose a child or two, you know, you lose your leg, you well, lose a cow, and it's like, well, that lion is no longer majestic; it's now a liability. Yeah, your cow. You know, it seems like, oh, it's just a cow. It's like, can, no, 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 that's your wealth. Can, can you imagine? what they, they poison the carcass and kill the entire pride. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's true, and people don't realize, and I've said it before, like when I was, I go on a lion hunt um, on Monday. So in a couple of days, I go on another lion and leopard hunt and everything. And lion and leopard, it's, it's sort of the same thing. Like these little villages, for whatever reason, they, well, they raise cattle and, and sheep or goats mostly, and, and that's their food. And, you know, if it's in an area where there are lions, lions just live close by, and all they have to do is jump a fence, it's and they always got a meal. If you're the so, lion, that's a natural yeah. thing. So, it, and it would make sense, but when we see them, like, in a zoo or on television, you don't have to deal with it, but a 500-pound cat, oh, and because what happens is all these villages, mm-hmm. they just you know, snare them and kill them all because like, yeah, or they, just, they literally, they'll take the one of the carcass of the, it just lie, put some lie on top of it. They'll kill the whole pride. Yeah. But now a guy like you comes in, it's a big ticket game. It, we, I hate you. You can't, you're not allowed to talk about things like that as a commodity, right? Because that makes you a terrible yeah. person. But the reality is, you know, those guys, when they become trackers and guides and whatever it may be, they'll make more in a week of tips from a guy like me one week of a, of a long season or two weeks of a long season yeah. from a guy like me. Then they would, raising cattle for two years oh. and so now if they know like that tip is associated with making sure that guy gets that they line, take care of the they animals. take care of the they're okay sacrificing a cow here and there they're mm-hmm. uh you know it's yeah i mean they told me that my my lion hunt that i did in mozambique last year was half the money for the entire village for the entire year 100 percent. and and so there was two lion hunts on that property like one hundred and fifty thousand acres and, and a pretty densely populated like we saw a dozen lions at least yeah. every day on a 15-day hunt mm-hmm. and they shot two on one hundred and fifty thousand acres and that was the entire money that village yeah. needed the entire year and that's the older lion that's probably by the way killing the the younger ones coming up and well, actually probably doing more population damage than if you didn't kill them but like no yeah. one no one wants to listen to no, that. no when, when we talked about you, you know uh the media remember cecil the lion yeah. well lions live to 10 years old in the wild cecil was 14 like he had no teeth he would have died 
that winter. And it was like the most, I mean, you, you couldn't have shot a better lion. Well, so it happened to me. I mean, you know, sort of how I became a known entity in hunting was like, you know, I had, you know, PH over there released pictures of me doing an elephant hunt. And, it, you know, same thing. They, they do incredible crop damage. They're, oh, they're alive. Elephants like, are the worst. They're worse like, than lions. They push over. I, I made videos in 15 days of probably, I probably have 15 videos that we just happened to run into. She's like, on 150,000 acres, we're driving around where a, a bull elephant is pushing over a 60-year-old tree to eat like one nothing. root yeah. and then walk off. One morning, we had to, on a road that we were going to check bait where I eventually shot my lion, one morning, we had to cut... Um, cut and pull three trees off the road that weren't there the evening before yeah no they're they're incredible and it like but what they'd also don't understand i mean you know so it happened you know someone you know, took pictures of it at one of the shows and then started putting it on the internet and then you know literally front page headlines all over the world like donald trump is poaching elephants and i'm like poaching elephants like and Zimbab- like i went to zimbabwe to go poaching elephants like, he was shooting them in a high fence i'm like first of all you understand like there's no high fencing elephants they you know they go where they want like it, it it's but like the narrative yeah. was like I was shooting a tiny up elephant and this is what it was and the meat just spoils. Like I, I wish I had taken actually more pictures of it because perhaps the most impressive thing I've ever seen in the outdoors and I've done a lot was just how quickly a village can get from far away with buckets, hacksaws, machetes, axes, and clean an elephant out to the point where like the vultures are being like there's nothing left and when i want to say nothing i mean the eyes they even, are like they every, even, well they use the bones too yeah to make i mean things. Yeah. there was it was within two hours yeah. of this thing it fed an entire village that that was like there and they're like they could Probably not have for been a month oh yeah they could not have been more grateful i mean you understand yeah. like when people like if i had gave them a thousand dollars it wouldn't have meant anything to them because compared to this too, like you and i going and going and shooting them like it's still dangerous shooting an elephant is dangerous there's a 99.9% chance you and I are going to shoot it, will be successful, not be killed. When the villagers go to shoot one, because oh, yeah. th- they go and kill them sometimes, and sometimes they even just stone them to death. Undergunned, yeah, not sighted Sometimes in. just with rocks, and there's yeah. videos online. Like, that's some sad shit. Like, yeah, no, elephants terrible. are assholes, and I'll shoot an elephant if, you know, there's an overpopulation in an area, or, yeah. you know, there's enough of a population where you need to manage it. I always shoot one every day, like, whatever. Yeah. But... You know, there's times where those villagers don't even have a gun and they stone them to death. You talk about like cruel, like shooting an elephant in the brain is the best death that's going to happen. Or, or or stabbing it with you know sort of poison spears and you know watching it you know essentially you know bleed out and rot out over over weeks. Uh, like, yeah. you know, and that's again, you know, the average person in America that hasn't actually you know they've been to South Africa, done the Cape Town wine tour. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> It's yeah. not the same as being like in the no, Kilimbaro, being in the Saloon. Cape Town is not South Africa when it comes to hunting, or or the rest. Yeah, certainly, and once you get out of South Africa, it's an entirely I, different world again. I mean, Cape Town—that's like going to like New York or whatever. It's like yeah. that's awesome, but it's not America. But they, yeah, they drive through a wildlife park and assume this is what it's like, <laughs> yeah. and it's like you you, you saw seven leopards. No. Really, that's amazing. Like, like in, that's not how it is. Yeah, like, and in, you know. In, Kruger, where lion or leopard just lay, lie around, yeah, or uh, lions live to be sixteen years old. Yeah, that's not a real thing. That's just yeah. because you're at a zoo and it makes you feel like you're in the wild. Correct. Okay, well, I want to ask you some other things because we've gone about that all day. What um, what do you like best, fishing, spear fishing, or hunting? Oof, you got to pick. Well, one. see, I look at, I sort of look at them in all the same. I mean, I, between fishing and hunting, hunting. Oh, um, I, I'd I say actually so. thought you would say fishing. No, spearfishing. I look at it as hunting. 
Oh, well, yeah, so, I guess that's true. It's different. You know, and I mean, I, I just got back from doing some pretty epic shit. We're going to, you know, launch on Field Ethos pretty soon. We're out in Turkey doing, you know, bluefin tuna with a, with a spear gun, which was like... I saw pictures. Like, you know, it was fucking insane, dude. It was like... That's cool. As intense as... it, not Probably not the most challenging. I think some of the more challenging oh, really? stuff is like, you know, you had to have perfect shot placement and, and your equipment York. had to be perfect yeah. because like we had, you know, a big one. You break, literally break a thousand pound crimped wire. That's how powerful these, like towing around a Zodiac. How big do you think it was? North of six. <laughs> spear, spear a 600 yeah. pound fish. Like, huh? That is very strong. Uh, yeah, they're really, uh, so, you know, oh, that now you, you, so could get them, you could get them going and chum them and, and do that kind of stuff. So it actually wasn't as challenging as like saying going off the, you know, Montauk or yeah, Block Island. New York. My, my buddy, in, I was telling you in Virginia Beach, does, you know, where visibility is worse. Yeah, this sucks. Cold, like, yeah. I've hit bottom and not known I was bottom. Like I'm seeing fish by looking up and I can see their shadows. You know, cold water, yeah. deeper stuff. You know, you're, you're watching the news. We pinged seven great whites in the area. I'm like, well, you pinged seven. Like, how many, like, we're not tagged, like, yeah, so there's, with pinging stuff. There's 2,000. Uh, so, you know, th- that it, that's awesome and, and a do lot you, of fun. Like, do you like it because of, um, how much of it is because of the risk? Whether it be drowning, sharks, like, things. I mean, because there's a lot of shit can go wrong underwater. Yeah, I've always had, like, a really, like, really a low tolerance for self-preservation. Like I have no, like I just do, you know, I'm the guy that used to jump off mountains with a parachute. I'm a licensed yeah. pilot. I'm a trimix diver so, going down so to 350 all, feet. So like, you've always I always risking. push that. So I don't know if it, I don't know. I mean, the tuna thing actually oftentimes wasn't as, you didn't have to go as deep or, you know, sort of risk the blackout stuff. Now that where you'd get screwed up is, you know, if you shot and you got tangled in your line, yeah. like you're never I mean, coming you know, back I mean, up. That's like, the thing that, Make sure um, you get some pictures of this so we can post for the podcast, please. Let me see if um, I can find this thing. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. When you're underwater, like if you're on land or even in the air to some degree, like something goes wrong, you have time. Like underwater, yeah. like your time is so limited if something goes wrong. And, and just your I capability have a, I have a good breath hold, but like, yeah, it's not that good. Like, you know, 415, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. under stress, it's a whole different, you know, that's yeah, static breath not, hold. It's like, not 30 minutes. That, that's a whole, not that that's a whole different world. 15 seconds. That's not that good. Well, I mean, he'll oh, tell you it's too. Different. Like, like you, I, I can't can, translate that to bottom time. Like, there's guys that can go do four minutes underwater, whereas I can well, stick my head underwater in a pool you know, literally be focusing on not twitching a single muscle and hit 415. Oh, that, I mean, like, it's pretty good. But so Thomas, you could train. Well, I don't know. You smoke so much, but you, you could train to do that. But there, hey, you know, there's guys like there's this Cuban dude that was the like 20 years ago. He's the like the deep dive champion. And holy shit, Thomas, you're going to have to put this picture on the podcast. How big was that one? North of four. Did you? Yeah. We just got thumbs up in the middle of the podcast showing selfies. Hey, did you? You got okay. You got to send me that picture if you don't mind, and I'll, I'll check with Jason. I just see when they want to drop it for sure. feeling. We got like some. Oh. We got some awesome video. You know, just because it's just such an adventure. Like it, it was. Well, why, it was why incredible. do you think you like? I mean, why do you like that stuff in the adventure? It's the risk. You've always been a I risk. I think taker. I've always been a risk taker. Uh, you know that way, and like you know, probably no different. Than, you know, like I'm sort of willing to put myself in the arena that way, and yeah. like you know, so I mean, even a moose hunt, like. A moose hunt can get hairy. Well, listen, my, you know, I my the leopard that I shot in Africa, I shot at six yards coming. <laughs> like it wasn't wounded, but I don't even want to hear. It. I don't even want to hear. It. When I'm you going could, on yeah. Monday. <laughs> when you, that was when you could still do it with dogs. Like we would mount. Oh lion. well, you know you can't. So you can in Botswana. Okay, still. some yeah, some countries eliminated. Some you know, but like 
you know, and I got well, one of the great compliments of my life from my PH at the time, who was, you know, old South African special forces guy from the Angola yeah. war. So just tough, different level of, yeah, that's it, you a, know, that's a different they, level. That, that psyops like through pain kind of shit that, you know, yeah. the Geneva convention didn't sanction it. So you're hearing his stories and you're like, that guy just came up and he's like, well, son, a boy, I guess he called me. That answers the question. I was like, well, what's that? He's like, whether you have a pair of balls or not. Because <laughs> I just, you know, this thing came out of high grass right. at six yards and with a, with a rifle, right? Just shot Oh, oh was it? Oh, yeah, no, shotgun. Not, not shotgun. Because like, we were going to, you know, we were checking baits and I, they Ooh, hit the track and hit oh, this thing at six yards six and it yards. slid between my feet. I jumped Thomas, and went between. That, that is a cat that is lightning fast at 18 feet. Yeah, what I always say is Thomas, like, I, shot a, I shot a buffalo at nine yards yeah. and Thomas was videoing and he ran and climbed a tree with the tracker. <laughs> wouldn't yeah. be wouldn't be the first time that happened. So <laughs> no, uh, don't think any away. less of yourself. It was nine. It was, you know how fast that, that's fifty percent long. Not as fast as a leopard. Hey, not not even how, close. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, and, and and surprisingly less mean. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I when I first heard about hunting them with a dog with dogs, I was like, I was thinking like, you yeah. know, American lions. So like, um, you, you know, um, yeah, you bay them in a tree and it's different. Yeah, yeah, bay them in a tree and then you shoot them and. So I was like, I was introduced to a guy that invited me and wanted me to go on a hunt with him in Botswana, and it was by my uh, my PH in South Africa, and and he get, he and I read Robertson shout him we go on like he goes with me on mm-hmm. every hunt in Africa because I trust him and yeah. I know he'll and you need that there. if something yeah if somebody tried to kidnap me or something he he would get in the gunfight with me so um, so he's cool. Anyway, he introduced me to them. I was like, I don't know, with dogs. And they started describing this hunt, and it sounds so good. Because essentially, they said, the guy showed me pictures of his truck, and there were holes and bullet holes in the hood of his truck. Because the dogs run the leopard to you, and the leopard then... you know, probably last yeah. second understands what's going on. <laughs> they they make eye contact. You. You're the threat, not and, and the dogs. And so, yeah, so there's been, you know, he said, well, whatever. There's been like four or five leopards, six leopards shot on that vehicle that he currently has on the hood. Yeah, if you want to see like how vicious a leopard is, there's plenty of like YouTube videos just releasing mm. like mm. leopards back into the wild. They I left know. the window open a crack so they could pull a rope to open up the cage. And like this thing does like three paw swipes through the window. And the guy's got a stitches. thousand stitches. Yeah. And, well, what I would say is like Ooh. people when they're like to understand like cat strength, especially oh. like African mm. cat strength, like just think of your a house cat. Probably like, only like two hundred pounds. Yeah, it's, it's not like a lion. But like you've all seen how like a house cat like jump from the floor to the oh. top of a refrigerator, and that's a lazy house cat that's being fed like you know carb kibble that hasn't like, lived in the wild for watch you know, a, a leopard years. carry a zebra, like it's an animal that weighs four times what it is, like up a tree to like get it yeah, off the ground. Are or, amazing. It's 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 a spectacular animal, mm. you know. Um, so yeah, I didn't think I'd actually like doing the dog thing and, you know, I didn't particularly like doing the, like sitting in a blind for three weeks, you know, it's also painful and I've done plenty of both, but like, dude, the dog thing changed my mind on like the intensity of that hunt was almost unlike anything else. That that's crazy. Well, do you like, um, okay. So spear fishing or hunting like large mammals or do you like waterfowl the best? No, I'd say large mammals. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. What about um, shooting wise? So, do do you and your brother both shoot like extreme long range? Yeah. Who's better? Eric said he's better. I don't know about that. I'm not, I don't know about long range. Eric's a great shotgun shooter. He spends a lot of time shooting shotgun. Like I spend more. Eric's and you know this, but like he's sort of interesting in that. Like you know, my free time, you know, outside of just shooting, I'm hunting or fishing. Eric's like building rifles. Yeah. That like he you know, from like he's chambering his own rounds and he's he, he, like he's so anal. 
Like, it's actually perfect. Like, he could probably never make any money as a gunsmith because he'll spend three days setting up feeler gauges to make sure that there's, like, literally zero run out. Like, if that, you know, or as little as there is possible that a regular gunsmith probably, even the best in the world. Handmade things because. Yeah, if you don't have to duplicate it, oh, you dude, can make He's one made perfect. probably less than, you know, a couple dozen guns, but not one of them isn't a quarter minute gun when you play with it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. because he does take the time to do that. So, you know, but like I'm the guy that's like, well, you know, this vacation, I'm not going I'm going to Mongolia and living in a yurt and chasing sheep. And so we're very different that way. We're both long range fanatics. I probably do a lot more more of the shooting because I, I I put myself in that position. I'm out west, and that means we're gonna bring a couple hundred rounds and we're gonna shoot two miles and we're gonna go play this is that uh, the thing like he's extreme? much more he's more mechanical than me in that way though. yeah yeah because i knew he was building right like you load ammo right you yeah load your- i'll do that for for my super uh-huh. accurate guns and then i like to shoot factory too because like if, if i have a range that i'm only going to be able to shoot six seven hundred yards it's not going to matter that much. once no. you start going out of a thousand then you know i got to get my es right because i'm going to start missing targets just from pure vertical which i can yeah. actually solve if i take the time but i don't want to like I'll shoot a couple hundred rounds of centerfire every weekend. Yeah. Like that's a lot of reloading time. Like I don't have six, seven hours yeah. a week to you know anneal and chamfer and oh, reset. Yeah. I go through the process and you know and then retest and then watch for barrel you know uh, changes. Like, well, what, what's your favorite part of that? Then shooting long range. Like, how'd you get into extreme long? Like two miles is ridiculously far. So I got like Jeff Brozovich became a friend, one of the best shooters I know. He's a you know guy that runs you know website called Long Range Only. Dude, honestly, I met so many people from hunting and shooting literally online through social media. And they're like, oh, really? and it was like when I came out and did the, you know, with the elephant thing, like they were attacking me, but like, they're so used to people doing the, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll never fucking do it again. I, you know, I'm going to go vegan for six months and pretend that like I did the opposite. I actually was like, no, fuck you. Here's the facts about conservation. Here's where the money goes. Your yeah. argument that you should be doing a bullshit photo safari is wrong because the $200 that person spends and zero, you know zero anything else isn't moving any needles to you know and, I started and they're doing still and, and the government's still going to kill elephants correct like so i've the, been by the, the way the, i've had the phone call where they're like hey can you come help us because they know i can shoot so they'll be like hey can you come help us call 30 elephant i'm like dude i can't yeah like, if if there's some of the governments in southern africa are not that responsible most are though and if they're not so there's quotas to hunt on the land on all the land which a lot of people don't understand so the government and biologists will give you know the landowners yeah. a quota and you're supposed to shoot this well, you're supposed to shoot this many yeah. animals and if if someone is irresponsible and they own the land and they don't allow hunting or they don't do it themselves because there you know there's a lot of wealthy europeans and americans yeah. that own property over there and they'll do it all themselves and that's what i would do if well, we i do it in the u.s that. too i mean i have you know, how many the friends government I have? comes out and shoot them if you don't so it's like yeah. you're so it's better for them to get money 100%. and you shoot them than the, them to pay money for a government official to go yeah well shoot. we have the same i mean i you know how many times i get a call a year and it's usually around early february it's the end of the texas whitetail season you know some of my friends yeah and they're like hey dude like like part of their lease is they have to follow the qdma yeah. rules and they have to call yeah, the, when we 75 went on, the first hunt we went on together was like, so like hey every time we'd stop if there's a mature doe shoot it you know yeah so they you know i'll they put me on the water tower where i can cover a thousand yards i'll bring my long range guns and like you know go do it's yeah. calling it's not hunting but like you know it's part of that process so yeah, I, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I've always a been fascinated by landowner, and you know, like a steward of the land and the animals, because you got to take care of them. Yeah, like starving to death or being eaten by another animal is the worst death. Like getting shot. Yeah, and and nothing dies of old age in nature. Like not too much. <laughs> you know, yeah. essentially nothing. Like it, yeah. you know, it's usually a really bad way to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, normally, yeah, because you'd be eaten or oh, star. Like all that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, 
Where's your favorite place to fish? Because you, you like, you fly I love fish. To, I love to, oh, I do it all. But uh, now that we're in Florida, like I'm doing, and I uh, used to always fish a lot, you know, a lot when I was down there, but like now I live there. Like yeah. we, I literally, so, I can go off my dock at night and, you know, we have golf courses in the area, so there's great bass fishing. And like, well, do you I prefer do that or do you, you like offshore stuff more? Well, because uh, yeah, I've seen you. They're like, all on different. The, yeah. On, on like on the beach with your kids. I do a fishing. lot of stuff on the beach because honestly, like where I'm at, like we're getting into that season now. Like I can go catch black tip sharks off the beach with spinning tackle. Like, you know, heavy spinning tackle, but like, yeah. dude, they fight better than a sailfish. They jump higher than a sailfish. They spin. Like, it's some of the great, and I can go do it from the beach, and guess what? If it's not happening in an hour and a half, I go back. Like, you know, I have a boat, and I'm like, I don't want to, like, yeah. problem with a boat it's a is it's three hours, you know, when you're done just to be able to clean everything off and, and take care of it. So I love a lot of the land-based stuff. I mean, we go catch big hammerheads off the beach. and Oh, really? Oh, yeah, tiger ooh, sharks. Ooh. Um, you know, I'll show you some more pictures, but like, I caught a 12-footer earlier this year like you know it's a little bit more work right you're fishing stand-up gear harnesses 130 tackle how do you like that using, thomas let's, using, let's go to the beach and pull a 12 foot shark in using wrestle a shark to the using the bottom of the ocean <laughs> using kayaks to bring out your bed this isn't this isn't a huge one but this is this is a, like this one went like 11 and change oh it, it's not a huge one thomas from the beach with stand-up tackle screw that and, take, and by the I'll, way that's I'll what I'll people don't understand in florida <laughs> Like, that's within a hundred yards of shore. Like yeah, that's I mean, all. You're, that's you're, just swimming there you're the whole fishing time like, from the shore. You can yeah. swim out farther than you can cast. Yeah, so, you, so, so you eat it, right? Is that, What's that? Do, you, do you eat it or no? What? Just release it. You just release. No, you can. Oh. You just release them, and you know it, it's great. So, so I like it all. And then I also have it. Just I sort of love the mountains and the rivers. So like I've a you know trout fishing like with fly tackle is a real passion yeah. of mine. You know it 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 may never be the rush of like you know that run or jumping, but like for me like you know getting yeah, a good I, drift or I, whether it's yeah. nymphing or whatever i'm not a snob like i'm I, not a dry fly purist but like well I, I think with the fishing the whole process is very interesting where with you know like hunting land mammals and stuff a lot of times it's it's the whole process isn't incredibly interesting it's it's the last you know the the, the last minute or so you know once you see the Depends animal what you're doing the, like the, i, I the like rush. yeah i mean my, if you, my dream hunt is like you know sheep in like the Yukon, British Columbia, kind of, you, you know what I mean? Like, well, do you like that because of the physical challenge? Yes, it's like it's and, it's and, a, and because you're not spoiled at the Trump Plaza, you're like sleeping in a tent. Well, I, I love that. For me, like you know, people are like, "What do you mean? That's your vacation?" I was like, "I will my vacation. I lose twenty pounds. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. what you'll lose in a fourteen day sheep hunt if you're doing it right. You're carrying your own pack. You're carrying your own food. There's no base camp. You're not no trails. Like, yeah, I know. I tell people that, um, and you may not even see an animal for days at a time like yeah i mean like it, people it, think that it it's, tries it's so you populous with so much animals i'm like dude like it's such hard conditions mm, like there may not mm, be there's not an animal every oh, square all, mile all like, the sheep and goat stuff is yeah. is way harder i mean that's a thing too like mentally i think those those hunts are so tough because you're getting exhausted so then mentally you're weaker but then when you don't see animals because you know like i'm soft in in africa it's like we see hundreds yeah. of animals every day, no matter what. Well, not every day, but almost every day, no matter what we're doing. And so it keeps me like energized and excited when I yeah. see animals. But hey, you know, we're going to put a stalk on. We're going to spend all day doing this yeah. and we do it and we get, you know, we get within a few hundred yards and we can really study it. And it's like, ah, well, yeah. give it another year. I love And we it. go after another one. But with, with Africa, my logic is sort of like, I'm not getting younger. Like I want to do the stuff that really requires you know, I yeah. need my knees, so like I'm banging out my sheep and doing that, and like 
you know, I've got multiple of the same species of sheep just because I love the challenge. Yeah. And I was like, you know I'll go back to hunts. Africa in 15 years and I'll, I won't be losing anything, whereas yeah. I won't be able to maybe do what the, I'm doing now in the is, mountains. There is no one that sheep hunts, like really sheep hunts, that's not incredibly tough. And for me, I think I've spoiled myself so much like in Africa that now it's hard for me to consider Dude, it, going on hard hunts again. It's hard. It's it's sort of like with me, like I'm, I'm so big into like trying to get kids and women into the game, but yeah. like there's that fine line sort of between like a little bit of instant gratification to get them coming back. Like you take a kid, you know, on a main whitetail deer hunt where you may not see a whitetail in 10 days. Like you got like, you're, you're probably Never not making a back. hunter, yeah. but then you bring them to Texas. where like, Oh yeah, go call some doe. And you're like, you know, that's a great way to do it. But now he's like, well, I gotta be able to shoot seven deer in a weekend. Like, I'm like, ah, <laughs> there's a balance. Yeah. Slow down. Like, so it, 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 that's, I'm dealing with that myself with my own kids. I like trying to find, you know, the happy medium, you know, my, yeah, my tough. oldest son, like because I, personalities are different too with the kids. Yeah. So there's different types. Uh, my oldest of son, I took him on a goat hunt at like, he was seven <laughs> and he crushed it. Like, no, no, like, oh, he did. It, it was horseback. So it wasn't as crazy as the uh, hiking hunt, but like it was horseback where we came back to a base camp, like two in the morning. And, oh, we're riding in pitch dark. You couldn't use lights. Cause the, you know, you're just trying to stay balanced on a horse. This kid was seven. He, absolutely you know crushed it that's awesome um you know i have other kids that i couldn't take in a you know blind for 20 minutes without like uh, yeah. okay here's an ipad yeah, but, i mean you know and you, so you're, they're you, all getting but they're getting into it differently yeah i mean and having five kids i've got three and personalities are all very different yeah. so with five yeah you're gonna get that all right well, what do you okay well um we'll switch gears have you so you're in florida now yeah you, have you gotten any silencers yet yeah yeah? yeah. How do you like that compared well, to Well, you know, I was I was sort of lucky because I, I got on an SOT in New York, right? So um, the, the big problem I have actually is, you know, my, my prime passion with it is obviously the long range stuff. And like so many of my guns, like I already have loads. And this, like, it's not the same. You throw a can on, you're starting from scratch. Yeah. Sometimes you can get them, you know, my fix actually was like one of the first guns I did a lot. It's interesting. If I shoot, I have a load for... Um, when, when it's just bare and I have a load for the can, the same load, the only difference is if I put the can on, the first shot will actually hit exactly where the other ones will. The next shot will be exactly one minute low and it will stay one minute low forever. Huh. It's really weird. So I can actually don't have to have separate things, but it's the one gun uh, that actually I don't have to, oh, that's cool. you know, play with different stuff. So I've just gotten so used to it. I don't really like cans for hunting because the hunting I'm doing, sheep hunt. It's like, you know, it that extra eight inches on the top of a barrel gets caught on every tree. It gets, it's just, yeah. it's ounces of weight. And when you're, you know, Use when you're... Use the fix, you fold the stock. Just saying. It is, but it's still weight. Yeah, well, but, your ear so, pro's weight. I don't... Oh, uh, no. That is so dumb. You got to put in no, some no, earplugs. I, I have little foamy. Oh, okay. I don't. I, I, oh, I, no, 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 no. You my, were breaking my heart. No, no, no. I was like, I, don't I, do that. I've turned up deer okay. that most people would Sorry, shoot. Sorry, I you dumb. Uh, in, in a second because I don't have it in. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've done that. Maybe not well. a sheep, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but you know, white tail where it's like, yeah, it's a nice ten point, yeah. but like, yeah, you know, I've I've killed forty of those. Um, it's yeah, no, I'm I'm really anal about the ears, but I'll just yeah. carry foamies. Like, oh, yeah, the sheep cool. hunting. Listen, when you're doing what I do, you know, I used to hunt the, with Harrison the a lot sheep from Puyo, and like split second. Well, and beyond that, like to do it right, you're on the tops, and like you know, I've had. I've had sheep hunts where me and the guys will go. I used to do a lot with Jason Harrison and Brendan Burns at Kuyu and yeah. like some badass guys. And like, so I've, I, and I was a D1 rower, so I've got good wind and, you know, yeah. good cardio. Like, so like we've had outfitters be like, um, I got to call in like my son. I can't keep up with you guys. Like, I, you know, but, but guess what? That could also be the difference between getting a sheep and not. Yeah. You know, every outfitter has a saying that's sort of like, you know, every guy has one good climb in them. Not many have more than that. You know, we're, we're climbing 
all day long. You know yeah. what I mean? It's uh, and, and so, but we've also been blessed to be able to then get sheep and not eat tag soup. And you know, that's an expensive hunt yeah. and a lot of effort to come. I'm not at that point where I, I'm going to pretend I'd be thrilled. Yeah, to, I mean, to have I mean tag people understand like there's tons of people that dream about these hunts, and I don't know the percentage, but it's high that quit. That oh yeah, quit so before you get before you get there. My first my first Yukon sheep, I shot a fanning up in a, one of Jim Shockey's areas, mm-hmm. and I'd called Jim and I was like, you know, man, I just I totally slipped. I didn't book a sheep hunt, uh, you know, or you know, I didn't book like sort of a mountain hunt this year. Do you have anything? And he goes, listen, full disclosure, I got a place. There are great sheep up there, but. I've not had someone be able to get through the first three days of the buck brush. It's, it's literally, it was like 45 degree slope, mosquito infested, thick, like just gnarly. It was shitty. And he was like, just full disclosure, like I got it. If you can, if you can get through there, great. But I've had, I've had, I won't sell it as a hunt anymore because I think it was like the last three guys I said, the longest guy, you know, lasted till the end of day two and quit before he even broke the tree line. I was like, I got, I'm in. Like, and I had a blast. I did it, but it was brutal. But like, you just have to sort of want to suffer. You just got to know you're going to suffer. I will say with sheep hunting, like if you're not questioning why you even do this shit after the first day, like you're probably not pushing yourself hard enough. It's a different type of hunter. Yeah, it is. Cause I, I mean, I met one in Africa recently and you know, and he's working on like the grand, the SCI grand slam or whatever. He's been all over the world doing it. And I was, he was explaining it to me. It's a guy that's got a lot of money. And, you know, and staying in the yurts and having to. That's the only problem with the sheep game is it does require a lot of money. And usually yeah. by the time you have a lot of money, you may not have the physical. Yeah. And, and that's what he both. was. And this guy was in his mid fifties and yeah. he was still getting after it. And he's like, I like to suffer. And I was yeah. like, oh, I don't. Mm. No, I love it. Like it's the great. I'm actually the, the COVID thing screwed things up because of Canada and all that stuff. It was just hard. So yeah, I lo- like I literally got out of shape. Not relatively speaking, you know, for me, yeah, I was, but it's a different level of shape. I train, for sheep hunting. Yeah. I train for that hunt, and the training, it's sort of like you know, <laughs> Happy Gilmore. It's like you know, 364 more days till next sheep season. Like we got to get after it. Yeah, because like you don't want to get there if you're there and out of shape. And it's you, a lot worse than. It, it's your age, you know, yeah. since we're the same age. Yes. If you if you let it go too far, it's miserable to get back the, into The recovery is just yeah, so much harder. That And, dude, tough. again, like, yeah, I've broken every major bone in my body. Like, I got 15 uh. pins and a plate in my ankle. I've broken my right ankle twice, my left ankle once, both my legs, both my arms. Like, I'm hoping that medical technology sort of advances ahead of, like, my arthritis. So it's like, I'm... I, I got to stay in shape. Well, if I don't now, well, I don't know. You start hurting a lot, then we'll ride around Africa and shoot stuff's fun. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Perfect. Hey, I, listen, I have no problem doing that. Like, that's the thing. I'm not a, I'm not a sheep snob either. Like I love going, you know, shooting Texas whitetail and yeah, sitting in a blind fun. and going back and having a great time with my buddies or, you know, getting my kids into it now. Like, yeah. you know, there's a point like, you know, two of my boys are really into it. It's like, I'm basically at the point where like, I'm never going to pull a trigger again. Like, Oh, uh, yeah, if they're with you. You know what done. I mean? Like, I took, you know, my son's been to, Mong- my son's 13. He's been to Mongolia twice. He's been to, <laughs> he's been to the Yukon. He's been to Alaska. He's been, you know, he's, oh. he's killed a goat on his own. Like, oh, that's so like, cool. you know, as I said, like, if you're into the shit that I'm into, it was like, you know, in my next life, I want to grow up to be you. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, uh, he's getting good. to do some stuff that, you know, yeah, I, I didn't get to do well, cool yeah, shit until I, I could mean, afford to do it because I mean, no one was really a hunter in my family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you think, because I understand, because, you know, I've got kids as well, and it's, yeah, it's always an interesting thing, like, because cause what got you and your brother into shooting in the outdoors? Because, you yeah. know, I, I know it I know it couldn't have been your father. No. And then, so, you guys weren't raised that way. And well, then, so, my grandfather was a, he was a blue-collar electrician from communist Czechoslovakia. Um, he saw what we, 
were blessed with in America, but he also saw perhaps some of the perils or pitfalls of that. So he took me uh, to communist Czechoslovakia every year from like, I was like five years old. I started going there for six, eight weeks every summer. And it was basically, there's the woods, I'll see you at dark. Like, got me like an air gun. There was no hunting there because he wasn't like a communist party, like elite, you know, he's an electrician. Oh, so they're not And so allowed. like the hunting was, you know, there's a hunting culture, but it was for yeah, the wealthy, it's sort of opposite of America. And America yeah. Well, it depends on where you are in America, right? Yeah. But like opposite of what perhaps people think of American hunting as. And so, you know, but he got me into like woodsmanship and the outdoorsmanship and like sort of the, more importantly, perhaps the value of time around a campfire. And I'd sit there and like, you know, I'd make torches and explore like a cave I found in the woods. And like, you know, so I got into the woodsmanship that he passed away when I was 12 and Eric was six. So I probably got Eric a little bit into like the air guns and bows that I was shooting there. We both went to boarding school at a place in sort of, you know, Eastern Central Pennsylvania. Because did you guys grow up in Connecticut or New York? We grew up in New, went to school in New York City initially. Had a weekend place in Greenwich, a, Connecticut on the water. So okay. I sort of grew up, you know, fishing so that. So like a lot of the wealthy yeah, people in New York. Yeah. Exactly, and like, and then you know, I went to boarding school in Central Pennsylvania in eighth grade. <laughs> Central. So that's a difference. Yeah, it was. But Pennsylvania. I, like, there was a guy cool. there that was sort of into fly fishing, and he taught me the basics of a fly cast. You know what I mean? And then when I say basics, it was like. Here's a quick, like, I reeled in for the first two years of, like, three years of my fly fishing career because I didn't know any better. And there wasn't the internet to try to read or see it. And there wasn't YouTube. And uh, there was a rifle range on yeah. campus. It was a big feeder school to the Naval Academy in the West Point. Like, if you wanted to go there, you sort of, you you went to that school to kind of yeah. get you ready for it. So, uh, rifle range on campus, trap and skeet just off. And there was a guy there that was, like, one of these old school, like, you know, he was actually the dean of students there, a guy named Gordon McAlpin, phenomenal. Like, he could just clean a round of skeet with a 410 pump, like an old Winchester 42, like just a badass old school yeah. outdoorsman. And he saw I had a passion and sort of a talent. And he got me into it, um, you know, just sort of. And so you it. bonded with him. He was into it. And He's he the guy was, that first took see, me hunting. It happened with my son at boarding school, but not for that stuff. But um, his shop teacher in boarding school was really great with the boys and would teach them adventure because, you know, he went to kind of a rich kid boarding school mm-hmm. too. And so it's a lot of kids that had never even been outdoors. So he would take them in, like in Vermont to the local bridge to jump off into the yeah, water. Exactly. You know, the school's doing I did all that stuff. shit, you know, yeah, rock and they, jumping. And and they, they, he taught, and so my son really, really kind of adored the guy because he's like, you know, man's man there and teach him stuff. He's taught my son like woodworking and all yeah. this great stuff that these skills my son will have forever and he loves this stuff Correct. still just because, you know, like he admired this guy and this guy took the time to really like love and teach the kids these cool things well that's what you, you sort of needed the mentor you know my grandfather sort of lit the flame and this yeah. guy sort of took it to the next level and then the second i could drive i was like dude I, I took you know every summer i literally would drive out west and just like you know go fish the streams out west sleep in my truck or like hike in somewhere sleep somewhere in a high mountain lake fish yeah. you know catch my own food come back out hitchhike bike to my car like i mean i sort of i lived that sort of adventure lifestyle and just tried to do it every way shape and form and just it just sort of became part of my that's what I do. I mean, yeah. so in, in my free time, that's... Oh, if you're into it, you can't... There's no one that goes and hunts every year that doesn't... That You know, they don't have it inside of them, and it's not yeah. a passion. I mean, because it's, it's just... It, I think if you don't have that passion, it's such a nuisance to go and hunt and stuff. Oh, it's like a pain it's, in the ass. Yeah. No, it's, it sucks. But, like, if you're... You know, that's what I was saying with my kids. It's like, you got to want to do it. And yeah. So I'm psyched that, uh, like, two of my boys already showing a lot of interest. The other one actually, you know... It's sort of interesting. Like he sort of even does the like. I don't know. I don't want to shoot an animal. But then I've taken him like spearfishing. Like there's a lionfish there. He's like he comes up and he's like rah. I get you. Know, he gets <laughs> so, it. I'm like oh dude, he has it. He so just he, doesn't know it yet. Maybe his is for the ocean. His is gonna yeah, be but, you know, develop a little different. All, all three of my kids went through that period where oh I don't want to shoot anything. You know whether it's school or just an age yeah. thing or whatever. But they all came out of it and 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 they understand because they'll ask me questions. You know, I don't force it on them. I don't care. Like. 
I want them to be educated on it, but I don't care if you go and participate, but yeah. understanding, you know, conservation. Yeah, my daughters aren't into it. My, 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 you know, my oldest daughter, like, she's a phenomenal athlete, you know, incredibly coordinated. The, like, the she, golfer. Yeah. yeah. You know, just like, I, I can't beat her in basketball. Like, she's, you know, from like 13 years old. Like, she just, I mean, she's just in like a freak in terms of coordination. Yeah. Like, she can outshoot most boys, and like she goes, like she does it once a year. She'll have fun. like, hey, I, I kind of want to do this today, and it's the one day I get her that year, and it's like so impressive how good she is. But basically, no real interest. But she yeah. understands the safety side. Would never do the hunting thing. It's just not for her, you know. My that's other okay. son, that's all he wants to do. But it's interesting, also though. You see, you know, having now gotten out of New York City, it's a lot easier. Like, yeah, because like I had, you know, I. You know, my daughter, when she was a kid, like, she'd be like my bird dog on the weekend. We go hunt, like, you know, some public line pheasant somewhere in New York, and I get a, yeah. and they, she comes back and, like, all proud, and, like, it's like a retriever. Um, but then she mentioned it one time in school, uh, and the teacher was like, you know, animals have yeah, families. They, they and shame them. They do that. Like, and, I mean, the kid was basically like, wouldn't eat meat for two years, would never got back in the hunt. Like, like what do you, like, you, you, you shamed a five year old kid into, like, submission with your bullshit agenda? Like, so it was sort of yeah, interesting. I saw the same thing happening sad. even to my older son, who's the guy that's been like Donnie. literally all over the world with me. And I just, you know, great shooter, just, you know, as competent an outdoorsman as it gets in a 13-year-old package. Um, and like, it happened to him. Then he got down to Florida and we wasn't getting indoctrinated and all his friends were doing it on the weekends. And he was like, when are we going hunting? I'm like, what, what, motherfucker, you just told me like you didn't want to do this stuff. Like, what are you talking about? So, you know, so <laughs> yeah, much was, of it's I, the environment was, you put it. Well, in I was well. going to ask you, how's it been? Well, not only for you, but your family, you guys all moved to Florida, correct? Dude, it's so much better. Like, you so, can't... so you would go out in New York and they're like, hey, fuck you, Don. Not really. Honestly, no? half, the, half the, the reality is I got more a lot, a lot more positive than negative. But the positive was like, you know, tuck your like thumbs up under your jacket so no oh. one else sees it. And it's like, they sort of love it, but they're afraid to acknowledge it. Most people don't have the balls to actually come up and say something. Every once in a while, you get some guy like, you know, come up with something stupid that's like, you know, you know, he sat there thinking about it for 20 minutes and you put him in his place and they're like, Ugh. you know, but my problem is I'm just too, like, I'm going to avoid putting myself in a situation because I know so sort of, you know, whether it's verbally or otherwise, you back me in a corner, I'm going to kind of push back. And like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to have to think about that. Well, you never know day. when it's like, when some, I went down some to Florida, crazy that's going to yeah, hurt or some you crazy or, or whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, you know, and I was licensed to carry and all that stuff. But I was like, I don't want to get like, I don't want to have to think about that stuff. Yeah. Dude, I went down to Florida and like, and I'm still in South Florida. Right. So like, I was hoping for like even 60, 40, the other way. Cause you know, yeah. in a pretty wealthy area. What I was probably a lot of dude, like I, I've been there. Two years? Two years. I'm yeah. not sure I've like paid for my own dinner yet. It's that, like, you know what I mean? It's it's so, and, and it's not Another just like. Another one where you're getting it back now because you guys yeah, had to suffer. Yeah, you know, it's like one of those, like, people there, they're just outward. and oh, I'm sure there's plenty of people on the other side as well, but, like, you realize, like, even, like, a Florida, like, we did better than whatever they're saying you did because, like, I could be at a gas station filling up in the middle of bum hill because, you know, I get out in the outdoors in the swamps every weekend hunting and fishing and shooting yeah. whatever it is and, like, you know, like a guys that are like a greens crew somewhere, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Hispanic. Hey, it's Trump Jr. We love you, man. Come in. Like, I was actually, it's funny. I was with Eric, um, you know, last week and we had to go down to Doral down in Miami. And I was like, I, oh, I you know, I, I had a long drive before. I was like, we got to go fill up, go to a gas station. You know, there was literally just, you know, a Muslim American guy there. And he goes, Oh my God! Would you sign my hat, dude? He had a "Make America Great Again" hat. Working at a gas station is like is that? every but every you know, stereotype. You're that, like that guy would. People that have suffered. Like I, I got a friend here in New Hampshire that's a, a Russian kid. Yeah. That you know his parents came here and everything, and 
and uh, you know, but after he was born, when he was like uh, seventeen, I think, mm-hmm. and he came here to play hockey in college and stuff. And he loves America and is so conservative yeah. because you know his family yeah. so like you know persecuted and like Russia. Yeah. There's no opportunity and it sucks. Yeah, and for in Florida them. you have Venezuela and Cuba. Like they escaped that <laughs> shit. They don't want to bring it here. And so, so so they're excited. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting how you see that. But America, it's like half of us feel bad for being fortunate. Like, yeah. So you know, it was like it broke every stereotype. And I was like, awesome. man, like it, so for me, like I initially went down. I was like, I want to get away from the bullshit and like you know the tax code doesn't heard either right like, yeah like, and it's I'm not living getting in a, any better i'm living in a badass home basically for free relative to what i was giving new york for taxes yeah, to new york pay for or some, california you know, I mean, trans program that like i'm not really you know into like you know if yeah. someone's 25 and they want to do that i don't give a shit like you start pushing it on three-year-olds in school i have a problem with it yeah and, i don't i don't care what any adult wants to but do like, but like if I you reverse the tax code now i wouldn't leave like it's that Oh good. really? Oh yeah. If you like, so it, it started That's off pretty you know, great. At least partially financially, partially just like ah, not. The, I didn't know if I'd like Florida like full yeah. time, and like I'd never like I'm not well, going as, anywhere. As like, much as you're going to travel, probably the most rest of your life, you only yeah, have to be okay. Maybe with the only thing time. I miss is like you know coming out, you know, just that cool air with you know without 200 percent humidity, <laughs> you know, on a crisp day. Like I love that about sort of New England. Yeah, and, I, I know, do love New this England. This next two weeks with, with the, the windows uh, open. The next two weeks with the leaves. Uh, yeah, but like the rest of it, like it's good. I'll come and visit when I need to. And Winter. I kept my cabin in the cat. The only thing I kept in New York was my cabin in the Catskills because I'll never, yeah, you know. Because I don't, I'm going to get a place either, you know, around San Antonio or a place in South Florida for the winter because winter's hard here. Like we're yeah, north. But San, like you want to be on the water. Like you're, you're, Florida's going to be a much better. A, it's easier to get to for you. B, yeah, that's true. B, like the water options are pretty incredible. If you're getting into spearfishing and diving and like, there's so much to do. Like, do we have, uh, have the guys got a place down there for uh, shooting pigs? Do we have a big place? No, to I got, I got plenty. Of I was going to say, if not, we need to get everybody together and go. Well, like, and we do the deer hunt on airboats and like, I mean, there's oh, some, there's some oh, fun, there's some fun, you know. All right. All right. I'm sold with that one. I was just going to say, we need to get the gator you know, hunter, the five or six of us together and get like a place in middle Florida where there's nothing but pigs. And yeah. Well, well, by the way, I totally do that too. Just buy some more. Like I have some, you know, a little place. You know, up in Okeechobee and stuff like that, where I go, where I can shoot a lot. Yeah, really get but it like, set up with like a, a farmhand that'll keep them fed and around, and I'm, we put I, up. I, listen, and I do that. Like, I actually have like three or four farms like that around the country, where it's like I'm in with like five friends that are partners. I'm like, I'll pay my, you know, my share. I'll probably use it very seldom. It's sort of a land play for me. The only thing, like, I have some friends that like they love to get on a tractor and go work all week. I was like, yeah. I'm not doing that because I want to go shooting on the weekends. Like, I work too hard. Well, you're gonna have. I, I mean, did that in high school, and I worked landscaping jobs for seven years growing up. Like, well, I'm like, I'm good with that. Responsibilities. Yeah. I mean, I, I so my know. deal is, I'll pay for whatever, but I ain't like, I don't expect me to show up and do the work days. Yeah, I mean, well, just I mean, the campaigning stuff. Just when it was your father, I mean, your schedule is so. Oh yeah, ooh. like for you know. For perspective like october of 2020 i did 104 rallies myself october of 2020 like four a day like two you that, know and that's like 300 that's to 3,000 t- people like, than the sheep hunting oh dude like yeah like because you know when i public speak i'm blessed like i'm you know contrary to the media I'm, i think i'm pretty decent at it like i don't need no. notes i don't like so i don't actually have to prep for it but like to get from the audience, the you energy gotta, you got to give, like you do music and stuff, right? Like, yeah. like you know, so you you know what you you have to put into it. It's the same thing with speaking, like to get from it. the audience. You can't just go in there and sort of. I mean, just when we do like an event, like we did an event. So we have this thing called Love for the Streets for for our company, our gun company Q, and and it's like we'll go to gun stores and 
social media is helping that too. Cause I, you know, I'm the only real CEO probably in our industry that puts myself out there. I don't, I don't yeah. give a fuck what anybody yeah. thinks, you know? And we just did one in Atlanta and it, but that's where I'm from. Yeah. And like I signed probably 50 autographs before I got in the building. Yeah. And so then it's all day I'm there talking to people nonstop. That is the most exhausting thing I do. That's more exhausting than any hunt I do. Well, yeah, well you, you've been with me at some of the shows. Yeah. Like it's, Oh. It, it actually gets to the point, like, and I, and I know so many people in the industry and because, like, cool. contrary to, like, the internet, where, like, Don Jr. doesn't know shit about shooting. It's like, you know, <laughs> you get, like, seven, like, national champions in different disciplines. Be like, yeah, you don't want to play that game with Don. Like, he's fairly, no. uh... No, yeah, it is and, interesting. Yeah. Fairly, but, you know, everyone's an internet badass. You deal with that all the time, oh, yeah, you know? Yeah. People who don't, like, people don't understand probably fully, you know, how much of a student of the history and the of all of the stuff that you actually are. You're not just a manufacturer. Like, you're no, I full love fucking it. nerd. Like, yeah. um, and, you know, I'm kind of the same way with long run. And I'll post a picture. They're like, you don't know what you're... You can only shoot with a guide. I'm like, well, like I don't even know that's a thing. But, like, you know, <laughs> then the guys that are, like, you know, world, like, PRS guys or guys that have won Camp Perry. But, like, yeah, yeah no, you don't do not do that. Well, like, I mean, And too, then they're talking shit to these, like, world-class, like, shooters. It's, it's pretty funny. But they're... I mean, you know, just personality-wise, knowing you, it, it's, you know... When you're at that level, and like I hunt a lot, like I'm probably the only guy. I, well, you you hunt more than me, probably, but no, probably not by much. Well, I don't but get I, to take the. Yeah, I'm like I can't do a month in Africa, but like I yeah. I put myself out there to do a couple yeah, really I mean, extreme hunts. It, it, you know, I yeah. was in Mongolia for you know all 10 of days your time. And, you're not working, so like yeah. even with an hour group of friends, it's I probably hunt the most other than you maybe and. I mean, you know, when you spend a lot of time hunting or shooting, like personality-wise, you know when you meet someone. Yeah, it's yeah. it's um, you can't fake the shooting or the hunting stuff. Yeah, and, you know, and I know, like I'm not into the sheep hunting yet, and I'm not sure I'll ever ever get there because um, you know it's just next level shit. Yeah, for the most part, it's not. It was interesting in sixteen. I think it was like fifteen or sixteen. I think it was you know primaries in sixteen. I went to like Elko County, Nevada, like coal, you know, like mining yeah. country, Nevada, like. And I guess one of the guys from like the circus, I think it was Mark McKinnon. He was like a Bush advisor. Yeah. And he, you know, some guy in the audience started with that. And it was like, well, you say you know about shooting, started asking me about, and like, like, I was like, right, so ask me anything. Like, he literally asked me for like a load formula for like a 308. And I was like, you know, X grains of VAR. I don't want to say it because someone will say, that's a hand grenade. You know, and like <laughs> Mark McKinnon goes, that was the most impressive thing I've ever seen in politics. Like this guy tried to own him with something so obscure. I know. And like he I was, was running say, circles I, around the guy that considered himself an expert. And he goes, I couldn't say was, that right now about a load that I have. I would yeah. have to go look. I have, you know, my data sheet. I wouldn't even know. What I'm so from about. that point on, they stopped really questioning. It was, uh, well, oh, one other time it happened. I got, you know, sort of one of the other cool compliments of my life. Uh, I was out shooting. It was actually an event for uh, now Governor Gianforte, I think it was, mm. uh, in Montana. And so they're like, hey, they're doing a donor event. We're going to do a long-range class. And it was a bunch of Force Recon guys. I think Rob O'Neill was there. And, yeah. like, uh, you know, Seal Sniper. And obviously the guy killed Ben Laden. He's a buddy. And, you know, so we were shooting. And, I, you know, I got behind a chai tack And, like, I had their dope. And I was like, I hit the, you know, 18-inch gong at, at a mile, like, first shot. And they're like, oh, my God. And, like, there was a, one of the, the Force Recon snipers was off to the side shooting offhand. I was like, let's see what you got. And so they had an 18-inch gong at 1,200. And I went three for five uh, offhand with a 6.5 Creedmoor in like 14-mile-an-hour wind. And so all of the snipers were like, oh, my God. And like everyone else was like, dude, you hit a mile there. I go, you don't – like they yeah, didn't even understand is, that like 1,200 <laughs> offhand with a little gun is like no, it's not even – I mean, you know, I mean, that's better shooting than – yeah, there was, there was an ninety percent of the. Snipers. There was an element of luck, you know, perhaps, but like you know, I used to shoot a lot of competitive high power, so I'm pretty comfortable offhand, and it's a big. But so yeah, later you shot on, in college, 
I, not in college, but I shot afterwards. Like I oh. shot, you know, with Dennis DeMille and Carl Bernowski. Yeah. Guys that have won Camp Perry, I shot on teams with them. Like really, like I sort of got into that. I called, you know, what was then Creedmoor, still it, Creedmoor Sports, and he was running it. He was like, well, if you ever want to learn to shoot, call me. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I was always pretty good and, you know, from boarding school and all that yeah. stuff. And I looked him up. I was like, oh, you know, he won Camp Perry four times. I was like, so literally I was like, hey, when are we shooting? He goes, there's a match at, you know, Camp Pendleton in two weeks. Like I was like two weeks later, I was in California from New York, you know, shooting a match oh, with him. And cool. like, I mean, that's how like, you learn. Was good at, yeah, it was you know, I put it, myself it is out interesting there and, like that you have access. You know, that, I mean, that's one good thing about your position. Yeah, it you opens know, the be, door a and, lot and like that. But then you have your to. Dad's not, son. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can get the connections. That's how we started talking in a certain way. There's yeah. like, wait, like what's going but on here. But if you're not legit or you won't put in the work, nobody gives a shit. Correct. Yeah, so, you know, that's how that started. But yeah, after the end of the Montana event, you know, I think it was like GQ magazine or one of these like high flute. So they come up to Rob and he'll be like, well, you know, Don Jr., he talks about this stuff, but he, and he's just like, stop. Like, what, what, what do you mean? It's like, I know what you want me to try to say. And like, you, you don't want to play that game. Like, he's like, that kid's no, forgotten I mean, more you know, about just, this shit than I'll know when I was a SEAL sniper. Like, just even so like it was what, a real cool compliment that he didn't need to do, but they were looking to try to knock me. Well, uh, I mean, I think too, you know, I would have thought, when before I met you, you would just be like a New York dick is what I would have thought, you know, and then meet we go on, we call deer in Texas. And then there's, yeah. you know, pictures you were like, hey, don't don't post those if you don't mind, because you were covered in blood with these. I remember you had on tan pants. I have the pictures and you're covered in blood because we were calling does. And then, you know, you've got to got them. You got to drag them back yeah. to the truck. And it's not like we're sitting in a high rack and calling them and then having, you know, other people go and get yeah, them. There's a lot and of, so there's a lot like of Texas hunters that have killed a lot of deer and not gutted a single one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah. And so it's like interesting in that regard. And so for me, I was like, Oh yeah, he's well, and I don't I even, was wrong. The, the way, the reason I don't want the pictures posted is more because I like, I know what they'll do with it. Yeah, you know, sure. I, totally I have no problem. I want people to know I'm doing that shit myself, but I also don't want to be like, Oh, you know how I it sort of is. have to be it the will face be taken of hunting, out of so context. Like, you know, I can never go kill a polar bear. You know what I mean? And complete my North America you. slam. Oh, we got to go like, get a narwhal. Someone will say, oh my God, it's in the, you know, despite that there's probably, you know, there's plenty of people that would argue there's more now in the yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. Like, I just got to try to represent hunting in a way yeah. that I just got to, you know, there's plenty well, I mean, of stuff I, that I, I hunt think, that no well, one's ever going to see. I think because it I, is, you get advantages from your position, but then there's also the burden of yeah. you know, the focal point. You got to think about those things. So you know, you someone do. else and can I, post I, a picture with a cat and it doesn't matter. Me, if I go mount, mount yeah. lion out west, oh my God. Yeah, like, you, you, you no one will see the it. picture of my leopard because it's just not shouldn't worth the be. headache, you know? Yeah, you could, I mean, basically, you know, I'm going to anoint myself as the person who can make these decisions for you. You can only post pictures of ugly animals because that's okay if you yeah. shoot an ugly yeah, there's, animal. Yeah, you know, the basic rules are like you know, no elephant, no pachyderms, no bears, and no cats. Those are the big ones. You know, I'm sure you know, even the wolf, which is the, the dumbest thing in the world, but like even that seems to be a sensitive one. Yeah. Oh, you people know. did fall in love with wolves. I yeah, think it must be that that uh, Yellowstone special about reintroducing them and people. Yeah. Like has anyone's ever like seen wolves like hunt in the wild and kill for fun and stuff like that? Like, Ooh. like a I pack mean, of dogs would be like the worst thing. Dude. Like oh. if you're an elk or a sheep getting decimated out West by like, you know, a wolf pack that didn't exist there before. And like, you know, a different species, like it sucks. Yeah. That's, I mean, people should go and watch some of those videos. I mean, Packs of dogs are so efficient, and they, and, oh, they it, and they do it. And they do it wild fun. dogs because you know yeah. you can't shoot those oh, either yeah. in Africa. And oh my lord, are they efficient? Yeah. Okay. What um. So, what's your favorite handgun? Like to carry, 
or can you say? Because uh, I don't no, know, no. Field Ethos, you guys might be. No, 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 listen, that's not. I think what's, what works with Field Ethos, you've even seen it. Some of them, like, <laughs> we may be sponsored by someone, but we'll give them a bad review if it's a bad product. You know, that's sort of Which, what I, I love. That that's, I got that's, in, that's a family attitude. If you should hold your bros yeah, accountable, you know, and that doesn't mean I don't love them. And it, like, dude, like, just do better. Like, it's not hard like, to hit a home run every time. Exactly, and like, so I mean, I got into the, Jason. You know, we started Field Ethos because started off basically text threads. Oh, I guess we should ask that. Like, yeah, well, uh, Field Ethos, what is it? And how did it start? Well, it started. It's it's basically an outdoor adventure lifestyle brand. I mean, it probably started a little heavy on the hunting side, but like we realized, like like the other things we're talking about, like well, spearfishing doesn't necessarily fit in that, but like it's an adventure and diving and overlanding and like whatever it may be. But I was watching, you know, the hunting industry. I'm like, and I've been seeing a the same article regurgitated a thousand times. Like the writing's no good anymore. Everyone's taking a slant, but now more importantly, I've seen like hunting has gone like PC. You know. We saved the it doesn't elk's, translate. Yeah, anymore. we've saved the elk's asshole to make a elk asshole gnocchi. Like <laughs> I'm like, no, you, they, we the hoof. That's what you're having for dinner. Too. Yeah, the hoof. We we're going to carve chess pieces out of it to make sure we have that to it, justify like, everything. I'm like, stop! Like that's not why I hunt. Like it. Like it, by the way, everything gets used. That they, but like everyone was so justifying this, and they're funded half the time by like anti two A guys and all yeah. this. And so it started off. It was basically a text letter. It's like me, Jason Vincent, another buddy that's a former SEAL sniper, and like we were sitting there like talking shit about like the guys that are the leaders in hunting i'm like dude like i've killed more shit in the last three weekends than those guys have in a year like they you know but they they understand the virtues of a fine ipa and mustache wax Uh, you know don't get me wrong um (laughs) well i know with with my hunting like i consider myself so novice you know and because i didn't grow up with it and i didn't really find it until my early 30s but you know in the last year i've killed 200 animals in africa like yeah. 200 separate, I mean, 200 hunts, 200 animals. And, you know, a lot of mine's testing ammo and stuff, but it's there. You can't fake it. There's only one no, way exactly. to get experience with animals and it's going and doing it. Yeah. And so for me, like, you know, I was like, I've done, I've literally done the hardest hunts in the world. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I've, I've and been yeah, successful Mongolia and hunt, like yeah. turned, you know, you know, at 14,000 feet and, you know, Oof. Mongolian horseback and old Russian cars. And then, you know, mo- like, you know, half dozen sheep hunts in the Yukon. It's and, dangerous as like, hell. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty well-versed, and I was like, dude, no one's speaking to me anymore. I, 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 like, I've been in every, you know, not every camp in the world, but, like, at least a, a representation of, of every camp in the world. And it's like the people who are representing hunting, like, they're not speaking to me or anyone else I've shared a camp with. No, you know, it's TV shows, sponsors. Yeah. These are the folks. And so I just said, we want to do something different. Like, we're you know, we're not going to take a sponsorship from something we wouldn't use. We will call it out. if like, that's, When I met Jason, like, that's the first thing he said to me. Like, when he was kind of laying it out for me, it was like, this is one of the, you know, basic, you know, foundations of this company. We're not going to do this. Yeah. And, you know, that'd be really easy. I can call them up and say, hey, I'll put up a couple pictures of your guns. Send us money. Like, I don't want to, like, that, that's not what it is. You know, I want to bring back the humor, the campfire, sort of the unapologetic sort of not PC bullshit that actually happens in hunting camp. Yeah. But that no one's representing anymore. And so. Because hunting camp and, you know, the campfire part is is still probably the best thing. Dude, hunting. to me, that's 90% of it at this point. Like, I've, you know, I've done my fair share of killing. It's like, it's, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I love, I love the rush. I love the setup. I love the work to get there. And I mean, but, I, you know, I'm just as passionate about when I was, you know, cutting my own lanes for, you know, archery, you know, whitetail in New York, where I know if I shoot a 120, it's going to be a massive accomplishment. And like, everything's relative, right? But like, everything became about inches. And, you know, I couldn't have done it if it wasn't for the XP 12,000 at four. I'm like, dude, you shot a doe at seven yards. Like, what are you talking? Like, really? Like, I got to, like, the 22 mag would be very effective. Uh, Yeah. 
And you know, everything became about selling something. And, and I, I get it, dude. I'm a business guy. I'm a marketing guy. I understand that. But like, we lost track of what it really means. And for that next generation, for even the people that are involved in it now, they're like, there was no outlet. And I was like, it's sort of amazing just the people that have been like, dude, just random people all over the country. Dude, I love what you're doing with Field Ethos. Man, like, I, I think it just creates such a, a community and a camaraderie. Like our lives have gotten so busy and you're probably like a prime example of that to where you go on a hunt like like me and Jason Vincent and some, some of the bros went to Argentina recently. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, a guy or two that doesn't normally go with us and now we're connected for life. Yeah. You know, and some of it isn't just the hunt, but it's like no. hanging out at night, but also... You know, I mean, you think of the things we did when Jason decided to take that single action 44 off the gaucho and like stalk a feral goat and shoot it at 63 yards. That was the most field ethos thing field ethos has done. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the. I'm looking at the photography from that. I'm like, why are they walking across a stand flat with a domestic turkey? I'm like, okay, but 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 that's the point. I guess it's also about having fun. Yeah, like we've we've you know we've taken it so serious because we're so worried that someone who hates like someone who will never understand hunting, no matter what you you can tell them everything about conservation about the science, like it doesn't matter. You got to go experience. You make a connection to where any of those guys. But we're worried about that person instead of actually bringing in the next generation. And this, so yeah. this was about bringing in the next generation, bringing back the humor, bringing back the wit, bringing back you know the shit that was hunting for the last millennia. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. And, and you know, for so for me, it was just sort of a natural. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm sort of unapologetic. I say the shit that everyone's probably thinking. I just have the balls to say it. And like, we're like, let's do something with this. So it started off as an online presence, and then we had a couple cool guys. Like you've seen the you know the uh, journals already yeah. for the print stuff, and it's like. Most of that is guys that are not professional writers. They're like, hey, man, I, I want to know if you'd like, you know, one guy's like, you know, F-18 pilot that came back from Afghanistan. He got into fly fishing and he's telling the story about how that was like his decompression coming out of like I, I war. Think, and I'm like, I think this is amazing. Yeah, I, I think you're right. That's interesting. And then also like articles from someone who's admittedly novice. Yeah. You know, because it's OK. I love hunting. I want to go do these things. I you know, and just the arrogance and attitude of a lot of guys that have been there and done it for 20 years. Well, that's what it was really cool. We had a couple of those guys that have been there out there for 40 years as, and you know, Weatherby Award winners. But, like, you, you know, you see some of their writing in the conventional magazine. Test. It was like, write us your most self-deprecating story. No, give us your story. And it's, like, amazing because, like, this guy that won the Weatherby Award and has been everywhere. Like, dude, he got altitude sickness and he's throwing up on camp and, like, like, that's what you want to see, because that's the real shit. Like, everyone yeah. thinks that, you know, like, you're not always a badass all the time. Show that other side of it. And it it was so cool. And, like, guys that have sort of been, let's call it, like, you know, broken by the industry, and they're yeah. so used to cranking it. They're like, dude, it was so refreshing to do that, because I, like, oh, I know I have to alive. do an article for, it's yeah. exactly this many words, and I got to pitch the product 12 times, and I got to, and he's like, you gave us no parameters and just told us to have fun, and, like, you know, be a little embarrassed when you know and he's like it was the most yeah. fun i've had writing in 25 years and I'm like that's what we want like we want it's supposed to be fun it's not supposed to be work it's not always a sales pitch you know no i think so it, 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 you know, in that vein like go check out field ethos <laughs> yeah field ethos. because i tell you I, I go on hunts with field ethos a few times a year i guess now with jason and but if you if you can get into hunting and if you're into guns and you like shooting you like adventure it doesn't matter it could be into cars motorcycles whatever go try hunting with some guys and 
what I realize now is if we go as a group, if six guys go as a group, you might not know half of them. Yeah. And if you make that an annual thing or a semi-annual thing, you will be connected to these guys. You will have like friends, no other people you can rely on if you yeah. need something. It's it's just and it makes it so much better. I because I personally don't mind hunting by myself. And, yeah. and I do that a fair amount, even in Africa. Well, I'm basically a recluse. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like people are like, what do you mean? It's like, you know, you can give me a mic and I'll entertain a thousand people, 10,000 people, whatever. It doesn't, but like my happy place is usually actually yeah. by myself. But like, when, but when, that group is also, you know, it's, it's a fun crowd to hang out yeah, with. Yeah. When, when you share something like that, um, yeah. you know, I, and I don't know what it is. It's, it's like the adventure and then the adrenaline. When you share that with another group of guys, and, and it, it's just a, it's just you get connected in a different way, and you have friends for yeah. ever doing that stuff. So that's an interesting part of hunting. What? How much time we got? What time is it? It is uh, three fifteen. Okay. At six six forty, I need to leave here at four o'clock. I do not want to miss that. Oh. Where are you Ooh. going? See a girl. Oh, nice. In Atlanta. Yeah, let's. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's it's for, for a day and coming Wow, back. that's... We're go, I'm going maybe to see you're, Top Maybe you're Gun. not actually 48. Uh, you know, that's, that, that's like something I would have done at 16 where it's like, well, she's nine hours away by car. I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. Like, uh, yeah. like let's just drive. Uh, well, well, I'm doing a nine-hour drive she, today. So. 21 hours by car, so I'll be taking the plane. Yeah. But... um. And now I'm, um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like hunting. I don't know. Maybe this part of my life is the same way. It's like, yeah, she's cool. And I'm taking her to see Top Gun and to eat. And we, By the way, Top Gun was great. I know. So we're both stoked on it. So that's what I'm going to do. Like that was probably the so movie. I'm going to a 10 o'clock Top Gun at, at the theater. It was so Atlanta. nice to see a, a sequel that wasn't so terrible fucking terrible <laughs> yeah, yeah well because like that was the movie like there was a time where I, i've seen top gun more than any other movie by far i could put it on mute and just give you the whole they, dude when i was i was like 10 or whatever when that came yeah. out like it was the movie of my childhood you know yeah, yeah. and so when i was and when you see all the other sequels now and everything's gotten so uh, fucking woke and the you know you need the the trans native american at the signing of the declaration of independence i'm like i don't know like maybe, <laughs> maybe they were there but probably not like, but you're forcing the shit out. so i was like i was going there being like how much of that you know you you didn't you didn't have at least not what you have in typical hollywood now where they're just like forcing yeah. all this crap down well, your throat like yeah and tom cruise seems so crazy and in some ways i'm like man i'm not sure i even want to support him but like whatever you, you know just remove yourself from that it, it's it's like tom cruise may be a crazy idiot but he has given us so much entertainment so yeah. like the willing suspension of disbelief i don't care about his personal life like as an actor like the movies and stuff that he's given well, us and like to be like, like imagine like how many Gun? people in hollywood would be afraid to do a patriotic movie because what if that that like i'm like oh, dude, you know, if, if you're willing to yeah. and now you know, plenty of these guys will do whatever it is for cash right but like you know it, 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 these days, that'll get you canceled. No, no one is. I have not had one person tell me that the new Top Gun isn't awesome. Not one. Yes, yeah, it's, it's so great. I, I really, I really liked it. So. You know, another sequel that I like, Thomas, is um one that I think might be as good or better than the original, Family Feud with Steve Harvey. He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I, 
I, I, I'm so into like Steve Harvey Family Feud. Yeah, I, I don't watch I don't watch a lot of daytime TV, but <laughs> I, you know, but it started popping up on my YouTube when I started watching a bunch of comedy yeah, some shows. Of the out, some like, of the outtake clips are pretty like, good because he's like, he's he the best so thing. great. He's the best thing that ever happened to Family Feud. Oh, so, well, I love the original, and that guy was kind of funny too. I don't even remember his name, but you know, he's like an old kind of curmudgeonly white dude, and he was funny in his own way, like Archie Bunker kind of stuff. But Steve Harvey, but also I think like me being from the South and like Steve Harvey. I think it's from Mississippi. I don't know. It's from the South somewhere. Like, I relate in that, like, Southern way that he's funny. And he's fucking hilarious on that yeah, show. Yeah, there's I definitely a, a disproportionate amount of outtakes from that show <laughs> yeah. that I, like, I see, like, popping up, like, viral Instagram <laughs> shit. I'm like, that's doing a good, good. job. Yeah. It's good. But what were you going to say a second ago? You were all hovering over that mic. Were you going to sing to us? Don, you ever heard Thomas's band? I, I have. He has the bo- voice of an angel. Wow. We should play it. No. You always do this. I actually even told my boys at the studio the other day that you were going to do this. Oh, we should uh, do it. No, to please. Don't oh, do my it. phone no, no, is no. in there. No, Tori because we have to. We have to wrap this up. We got to go. You got to chill. We don't have to Stop. go. Why are you freaking out? You got a date? Kinda. Yeah. Okay. Well, set, settle. <laughs> so, <laughs> when, when do I get to play with an eight six? It's the one thing I I have you to play with. Well, we should go to Africa. Oh, I'll send it to you. Uh, well, you ought to be shooting this moose with it. Really? What are you shooting the moose with? Uh, Three hundred PRC. Jesus, how far are you shooting? You know what? That's the thing. <laughs> well, I wanted to actually bring a lever gun. The problem is they're saying there's a couple areas that we're going to be hunting there. You could be like cut clearings. And he's like, you could shoot four or 500 yards. And it's like, I have the capability of making that shot. So yeah. it's like, if I can only bring one gun, I, I, what I really wanted to Tracking do... Tracking sucks. Yeah. What I really wanted to do was bring... You know, like one of my freedom arms, or you know, or, you know, BFRs. Oh yeah, like you know, anyway, like yeah. a four fifty four Casul. Yeah, you're probably I, shooting. I do, at 10 I do a lot of hunting. She brought the three hundred. But like, dude, I was like, you know what? I'm driving through Massachusetts. Like, I was like, oh. I don't want to deal with like if I get pulled over, like dealing with the bullshit. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna bring one rifle and call it a day. Um, but well, the eight six in a backpack with that folding stock. I got one of those Everly stock yeah. packs with the little you know oh, sleeve. Yeah. I could throw that in there. Let's yeah. give him yeah. one. Yeah, Come on. Okay, so so I'll make that happen this week. Um, but you know, I just shot a um. Cape Buffalo with subsonic with the one in three twist in Africa. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to hear like I love where that's going with the fast twist stuff. I you know do you know Mike Bush like no. from like Voodoo like the start, the guy pioneered oh, he does like the, the Voodoo twenty two the Voodoo twenty two nice. like so, I don't know him and he's starting to play with like the fast twist in the twenty two and he's saying like you know because the problem I had with twenty two and I, I've been doing like I'm the dude that's been putting like old like small bore forty X's yeah. in like a McMillan A five for 15 years like before oh, it was cool yeah. but like it was always single feed and a pain in the ass so like having a but like I was shooting like long range 22 for a long time and now it's hard with, with those go- oh yeah but the hardest thing was like you can't load out the ES yeah right you know you gotta play with lots of ammo and that that's not worth it but like what he was saying with the fast twist stuff he was also getting a lot less vertical out of the same ammunition yeah your, B- because it's your, just, your BC it's is like changing a gyro and just it's, holding it there it's, in, it's increasing your BC yeah. is, is increasing like Brian Litz I'm, I'm sure yeah of know. course so when we started, so I, I was the first person to shoot long range with the 8.6. So I've shot. Um, what is BC? Ballistic coefficient. So it, it's at a thousand yards. I shot probably 500 rounds in two days of subsonic 8.6 mm-hmm. at a thousand. And, um, but I shot supersonic as well. But, uh, you know, what we realized is that like 400 meters with the supersonic, like the lits, it just can't calculate. So they're doing all this stuff now with, um, they got a 2000 yard range because of the, because of the transition. Well, no, it, no that was screwing it up. Meaning no, it was the subsonic, transi- but subsonic stayed consistent. It was st- subsonic, but supersonic it, at 400 meters, like his app was off by like one and a half mils. Wow. 
it, you just don't get the drop because of the fast twist at the same rate because huh. your BC is increasing. And so, like you can but, but, calculate, but you're putting the twist in the in you know in in his case in applied ballistics, you're putting the twist in. So, it, but was the twist so much that it didn't actually? Yeah, because they couldn't compute it because they never went down to three. When they've never done it. Yeah. So it does go down to three, but they've never actually done it. So right. it's theoretical. So now they're testing. They're testing it, and hmm. so you know it's going to improve the app as well. But you know nobody's shooting fast twists. So what's it matter? So it was all theoretical, but they didn't. Well, it, you know, I'd say most people they're shooting seven and seven and a half inch twists would be considered fast twists these days, but yeah. not. You know, because no, we're three testing, is a whole different. We're testing one in one. We're doing cool stuff like the one in one will require you know its own projectile. Yeah. And it will probably be with supersonic only 100 meters to 200 meters because of the spin drift. Mm -hmm. But the energy, because, you know, we can make it go supersonic. Well, that's what I want to learn. It's sort of, you know, the energy on impact. Because, again, I don't, you know, I don't, so, I don't need to hit something at 3,000 feet per second. If it's, if it's doing no. something different on impact, so, you can do something. So think, you've got a 300 PRC. Well, the great thing about it is, you know, lots of energy on target. And you can shoot far. Yeah. But most likely, you're going to shoot this thing close. So what if with a 10-inch barrel you could put like magnum energy on target. Yeah. And so when you start calculating the fast twist, and you know, you can see it. So why, why is the twist adding, let's call it kinetic energy or what, what, I don't know what. Well, it, energy on target, it, it's, it's because it's velocity. So you have to stop something. I mean, the simple way to think about it is like your blender having three speeds, but you have to stop something. If you shoot an animal, you know, you, you know, delivering the energy, the best, case scenario is you shoot it and the bullet falls out of the side that's the best case because yeah. all or the energy sticks in, in the, the skin so but you have to stop a bullet from going in a linear fashion you know or you have to stop the linear velocity but you also have to stop the bullet from rotating so if 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 you're capped with linear velocity you're not capped with rotational velocity and with a small diameter bullet it doesn't, you know. But it, is it one to one? Like, meaning, is the rotational no. velocity not going to be the same? So it's not one to one. But I guess but, you're but, increasing it so much. Yeah, because we're going from fifty thousand to five hundred thousand, or fifty thousand to a million. So are you shoot? Is, is that all then lathe turned solids? Um, well, right now, the reason we stopped at one and three, you know, we started doing fast twists because of subsonic. We did three hundred blackout because the long, you know, the long heavy yeah. bullets, you got to spin them faster yeah. to, to get any kind of dispersion, get good accuracy. And so what we started realizing was, holy shit, the gel test with the supersonic. And we stopped at one and three because you can use solid coppers that exist now or bonded bullets that exist now in 338. So a bonded, is it, it won't spin that apart? I no. figured there was a limit to... No, we haven't tested a bonded that'll come apart, but a non-bonded, like the cheap bullets, you can get them to come yeah, apart. Just... But if we go down to one and two... They come up like the, this. Most of the solid coppers and it's in, open okay, out from one to three to one to two. What's the difference in RPM? Oh Jesus! Well, fifty percent. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is, what, is it one? To, no, but it. it I mean, it, it depends. It, generate, it, it depends if it's super or subsonic. But yeah, you. it's you know when you get down there in that region, it'll go from four hundred thousand to like a million. Wow! At, at one, at one and one, if we're shooting supersonic out of a sixteen-inch barrel, so it's barrel length dependent and super yeah. subsonic dependent, but. Um, and the bigger the bullet, the better fast twist is. So you know what? Since yeah, I love Africa, I can't wait. So now that we've got a few shops that are doing fast twists, and we're setting up our own barrel sale because there's most conventional um, rifling machines. You know, they're pulling they buttons. Stuff, yeah. They can only go to like one and six and three quarter, and that like yeah. then they're tapped out. So there's not very many places that can do super fast twists. But when we start talking about 375 or 458, like 458 oh, dude, lock for you Africa, can do that. So you can have, so we can have a fast twist and, and the fast twist when the bullet diameter is bigger matters more. And so we can have a 14 inch, you know, 
458 lot is which is very common in africa for like a ph's backup for dangerous game so instead of a 24 inch barrel they can have a 14 inch barrel or a 12 inch barrel with a silencer yeah. and they're getting the same or more energy on target the only thing i don't like about the sight plan so short but then you can fit, shoot a red dot too because if at that point you're you're not yeah. exactly going purist so <laughs> fuck it well yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, dangerous yeah you're right you're right no you're like sight plan and that would you know make a big difference it's funny you said that because when we did this so I was very nervous shooting because with supersonic doing the gel test. So when we went, we went down from one in 10 for 338. So that's an eight, six bullet down to one in seven, which that's a huge increase. Yeah. And we shot that gel. Then we went to one in three. And so we've published, and maybe you've seen it, like a video on top of each other of the one in seven yeah. with a 210 Barnes uh, TSX, which is a phenomenal bullet. Mm-hmm. And then the one in three, the, the initial wound cavity that you can measure in the gel test is three times bigger. So, wow. yeah. But with subsonic, when you don't get the linear velocity, the gel test isn't doesn't look as impressive. So it's yeah. like hard to know. So I was, when I st- we started shooting gel and doing high speed with it, with the supersonic, I killed four buffalo with 16 to 10 inch barrels with supersonic with a 210 Barnes TSX. Wow. And it's phenomenal. It is incredible load i will kill anything in the world with that but when we did subsonic i was nervous and uh the hornady 315 grain sub x bullet Mm -hmm. so it's a real it's a it's a lead core a real thin copper jacket that still stays together um out of a one and three out of the muzzle i get great accuracy out of it and i wanted to shoot the buffalo the first one broadside and so i made we found one after a few days of hunting like a lone bull because yeah, I wanted to get so close that you know it's difficult. Even in their bachelor group of five oh, or know. six, you know, when they have a lot 12, of eyes. twelve eyes instead of two. Anyway, so we find them, and I made three stalks on him over the course of some time to where I got thirty yards. But he'd bust us. He's just old and smart, and yeah. he would bust us and look at me. And I, so I didn't want to shoot him in the chest because I didn't, yeah. you know, I never shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what do you know? And and it's dangerous. Like shooting a buffalo yeah. is 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 dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And so, but finally at 51 yards, he was sleeping and that's as close as we could get because of the terrain. And, uh, and when he, and so we're on him for a couple hours and he woke up and instantly I felt the wind hit the back of my neck and he woke up instantly and stood up and looked right at us. He was a slight quarter two and I shot him on the front shoulder at 51 yards, but I changed my one and eight Swarovski out for an aim point and I mounted it forward. So like kind of, um, so it was a micro aim yeah. point Great. and you know, it's like, what do you call that? Like a scout position, like mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Cause I figured it was be very close and I wanted both eyes open all yeah. the time, full field of view. So I could know where, well, yeah, if Thomas was up a tree or I needed to well, run. Dude, it's pretty, we did, we went out to aim point last year in Sweden and we did that. Oh, where the pigs. They actually, they actually put tape, like electrical tape over the front of the aim point. Oh, so and, you and had, had to them, shoot both eyes open. So you had to shoot both eyes open. It was sort of amazing. Had, like, it was a really cool course to sort of get comfortable. Now, again, yeah. I do so much shotgun shooting that I sort of, yeah, I don't like have a problem doing it. At that point. But it was actually sort of cool being like, wait a minute, the optics actually covered, but the dot's still there. And with both eyes open, you, you could crush, you know, yeah. running targets really easily. Yeah, shooting movers like that, if it's not too far, it's fun and you can learn it. Yeah. But with this, I shot him and uh, my PH said, um, shoot him on the, the point of his shoulder. And uh, and we you know we get and also fast twist gives you great penetration yeah. and that's what you need with dangerous yeah, games. Of course. And I popped him on the front shoulder, and it, I was using a silencer, so he, it was subsonic with a silencer. So it's like he didn't know what happened, and I hit him, and I we saw impact. I got lucky, you know, it's close too, but you know, dangerous games. Yeah. you get yeah. nervous, and so 
I, I made a good shot. Uh, I was fortunate, and he just uh, he didn't even run. He just and normally you shoot a buffalo, they haul oh, ass. Yeah. And uh, he turned slight quarter, and with that forty five degree bolt throw, I was fast and put one in right behind his shoulder. And he died as fast as any buffalo I've ever shot with any cartridge. And we heard him bellowing within a minute. And so, but it did turn yeah. out like I, the first shot through the shoulder, both lungs. So that penetration. I'll be was curious. Incredible. I mean, even, you know, it'd be sort of cool because, dude, as, I, as I've gotten older and injuries catch up to you, like, dude, I don't want to shoot a 458 lot anymore. <laughs> no. Like, it's not fun. Like, I've killed everything with in the world with it. Sir, would be I've, okay. I've probably. killed everything in the world with a 375, including elephant. Yeah. It's you know great what I mean? cartridge. But like, you start doing that, putting a, you getting a 375 to kill like a, 416 Rigby or oh. a little bit bigger, you know, by doing those things and taking a, you know, what's going to be a 11 twist barrel, 12 twist barrel, make it a three twist and be able to get that extra power and out of the same gun with no extra recoil. Sh- yeah, short, shorten it up. Shorten it up. That's pretty because, badass. Because one great thing about 8.6, and you haven't shot it yet, but you'll see there's virtually no recoil. Yeah. Like, like it works out. And I, the, my gun is five pounds with a 10 inch barrel with a stock that folds. That's so bad. I can hike with it all day. It doesn't. Yeah. So, oh. yeah, so it was pretty great. So, 8.6 is interesting. Um, I think it's going to change things, especially you growing up on the East Coast. Uh, you know, I grew up on the East Coast, and most of your shots are... I oh, mean, yeah. people, if they'll start being honest about what they're shooting and how far they're shooting, they're going to have... Diff- all those people have different guns within the next five years, I think. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, we could talk about this all day long. I mean, people just you know, sort of using the exact wrong tool. Uh, and I'm probably guilty of it this time just because it's a pain in the ass to travel. For, like, yeah. what I also love about, like, even my just my original fix, that was one of the guys. I probably had one before most, most people, people ever yeah. heard of them. Yeah. Um, what I loved about it for me is now that everyone has a video thing and they're like just going to an airport, like where I can show up with like a briefcase size. You know, it's, yeah. it's a gun bag, but it doesn't look like a gun bag. Everyone's not looking at you. You know, and for me, I get that. And some cop shows up. Yeah. You know, they have to check it. And they're going through it. But most of them, don't know, a lot of them don't know what they're doing. And this, and then they're pulling out a gun at an airport. And I'm sitting there and people are videoing. Oh, my God. It's like, it's, it's sort <laughs> yeah. of a great. So, like, that's like my go-to gun. You know, again, for that, yeah, you can put for, it in a small within case. reasonable, you know, ranges. Yeah, I don't my, carry it my, in my fix in a, just in a Creedmoor, dude. I'm dropping deer at six, seven hundred yards with it, like it's nothing. Yeah, and that's yeah. a, you know, it's not a, it's not a short barrel because I didn't want to go through the SBR headache. The twenty, I think. I think it's yeah, it's eighteen, twenty inches, like you know. Yeah, and dude, it's a hammer. Yeah, with well, my sixteen inch, I carried in one of the Pelican Air, like a bright yellow, like camera case. Yeah. So half the time it comes out on the belt, they don't even realize there's a gun in it. Yeah. So, but I like that too for like when you're traveling through airports and stuff. So it doesn't like you. Yeah, you just it's cool, and you have a small case. Again, just easier than creating a a scene and whatever. You know? Yeah. Hey, Glock or nineteen eleven. Nineteen eleven. He's so Texas American right there. Did you hear that? Nineteen eleven. Um, I I love. I just you know what for me, and I don't get me wrong. My 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 everyday carry gun is going to be more, you know polymer striker fired like just because you know i like some of the sigs i like it just depends on what i'm wearing for me yeah you know i can't always in a suit you know conceal a, a 19 on my hip so i go with something smaller you know yeah. uh you know and again some of the sigs and but for me if i'm at a range like i just fit a 1911 you know what i mean it just it it, it just works for my hands i even like some of the 2011s and that's probably sacrilegious to no, say but like I, I like i really have a lot of fun with some of those you know the high-end customs now that are coming out with those like dude when you're shooting steel like just that you know you have the capacity uh of the glock but it, in, great, a, in a too. feel you know it yeah man it's I, I just got one of the staccatos i haven't even shot it yet i mean i've shot them before but i just got one for i have myself. a couple of staccatos i think they're they're just awesome they're, I, they're I love awesome shooting and, it 
And then all the guys sort of doing the tricked out versions of that, whether it's, you know, you know, the Fowlers and they, you know, there's some guys doing some really cool shit with it and, but there is no comparison when you start talking about triggers to the striker guns. No, it's not. Come on, it's not even. Yeah, it's, the the nineteen elevens are are great, but yeah. But but I, by the way, I'll say this, just because everyone sort of makes the difference. Or Glock nineteen eleven, like most of my nineteen elevens aren't forty five anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I it was okay. funny. I showed up to a steel match, um, just a couple. There's like two years ago, whatever it was. Maybe well, probably a little longer than that now. And literally, I forgot my gun. Like, which is sort of hard. So my buddy had literally the same, I think it was a Wilson Combat, like literally the same gun as what I was shooting, just 45 steel match, but like a nine millimeter with a tungsten guide rod and all that stuff. Wait, and I was like, I was like, oh, this feels pretty, dude, I ran, I had my best time with someone else's, else's gun, gun ever. I was like, that's it. Like, you know, so e- even a carry gun's not going to usually be a 45. Now I have a bunch of them in the, from, you know, so just from collecting over 25 yeah. years. So, you know, I still have them, but like, you know, my go-to is always going to be probably, you know, a nine, something yeah. like that on a carry gun at this point. So, you know, because there's this thing should be between the Glock argument and there <laughs> versus the nine millimeter 45 argument. They're two different arguments. Um, yeah, see, they don't Don, have to be Don the same. knows guns, nine millimeter, more better than 45 for handguns. That's going to create a lot of shitstorm with someone. But like, I, dude, I, I love the true, capacity. Though. I love, I, I again, I saw it at a match because I was like, my gun capacity. that I shoot all the time and capacity of steel it was a forty-five, And I understand I was a little bit of a disadvantage there relative to running a ga- race gun. But for a carry gun thing, I was like, okay, I can control it. The answer is no, you can't. Not I, as I much like, as a nine mil. I, I can control it. I just can't control it nearly as fast. Like I broke yeah, all I mean, of it, my best it's, times. It's science. I mean, you're not. It's, it, it's basic. I just couldn't believe how fast I could stay on target. And I was like, in 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 reality, easy like, to shoot. The difference to do that coming in, if you had to make a headshot, whatever it may be, it's like that's just going to make immediate follow up shots. Yeah. I mean, just staying on. I mean, target. I hunt a lot with a ten millimeter, which is sort of a great combination between the two. I love that. It's like, cool for hunting. Yeah. Like I've killed doe at you know hundred yards with a ten millimeter. Oh. Like it's you know like some you know badass tens that just dialed and like it's yeah. great like. That's a like a forty one Magnum. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Probably Ten just shy bonus. of it, but like you yeah. know, shooting two hundred grain hard cast out of that thing though, it's potent. Yeah, huh. you know, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be my go to for like bear country. That's when you just go to the big single actions and. Oh, what do you care carry when you do that? Uh, usually a forty four or a oh, forty four. Uh, well, you know, so for bear country, um, I have that Scandium three twenty nine PD, the Smith and Wesson. It's just very light. So when I'm fishing and stuff like Alaska, so it's a, 44 it's a scandium 44. frame. You know, you probably don't want to shoot like, you know, the hardcore core bonds or, you know, buffalo boar or whatever, you know, these days. You but know, it's something it. that you'll have on you because it's not too heavy. Yeah, because I got the 500 Smith for that thing. You know, I wore it for about 15 minutes the first day and then it went in my pack. When the bear comes up, it's like my gun's beautifully, you know, 25 yards away where I can't get to it. So it became more about not just stopping power, but something I know I'm going to, I can wear all day long for 10 days straight, not even think about it, not have back pain. You know, in proper bear country, I'd probably rather go to the 454 and have like one of my freedom arms or like a, you know, BFR, like, you know, in yeah. 454. Cause I think that's just a great round. I shoot a lot of, you know, do a lot of, you know, deer hunting with them. Like, yeah, it's you know, where I was from in New York, right? You couldn't, Half the places I hunt, or whatever, like you couldn't even have a rifle season. Like so, oh, that's shotgun why you have all the hands. That's why I have all the, you know, that's why I got into like the, okay. uh, you know, the, the, the XP stuff, and you know, yeah. you know, handguns that are six hundred yard yeah. capable. Thomas, that's like bolt gun pistols, but that are in rifle calibers with like whatever ten to sixteen yeah. inch barrels, but it's considered a handgun. So then you can, 
Yeah, it's I'll on. It's it. on my conceals weapons permit. I can. Hide it. <laughs> I have a. I have a three thirty eight Lapua improved in an XP, and <laughs> it's like one of those. I was like, I don't know. If I'm going to shoot that ever again. That was. That's got to be the loudest. Because well, to, to get the you know to get anything out of it, you sort of have to mount a rifle scope with turrets. Otherwise, ranging. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you, you got to get a little close to that thing for my liking. You know, Ugh. just you know, stopping Ugh. it with your uh, with your wrist. Well, Thomas, can you think of anything before we end it? So what's next? Where are you going next? What's your next hunt? Listen, like I said, the one, at, after your moose today. Yeah, the, the moose is, you know, that's a bucket list. And it has been for a long time. Yeah, so I'm like it, it's like, you know, it's crazy. Like I don't get to do as much bucket list stuff as I want as I've been checking off a lot of the dream hunts. And so this is. Well, you can come up with more. That's a great. Is, yeah. No, I, I definitely, you know, I, I want to do some more of the Asia stuff. I've sort of, I've done a lot of Mongolia. Oh, you like that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go to like, you know, the Tajikistan, some of the really. Yeah, you know, perhaps shadier parts of the world, but like you know, awesome places. Once you get yeah out of the sort of the political areas and into the into the mountains, yeah, uh, you know, I have some great friends that do a bunch of that, and it's just the stories I hear is like that's that would be next for me if I could, you know, I'd I'd love to do all of that. That would be, that would be, you know, that's sort of next bucket list, I guess. Yeah, those are the most difficult hunts. Yeah, well, Tajikistan, like the, Turkmenistan, the Dagestan, I mean, you know, like some of these stands, you know, when you're at hunting at 15,000 feet altitude yeah, and like... which is a whole nother thing, that alone, but then not speaking the language, conditions, like... Well, some of these places... like Mon- stranded and die. Like, for, like Mongolia, you know, we flew from, you know, Miami to Istanbul. It's like nine and a half hour flight. From Istanbul to Ulaanbaatar is another like nine and a half hour flight. From Ulaanbaatar, we drove... 20 something hours on on dirt roads oh. on dirt road just to get to base camp you know what i mean so you're in like the middle of nowhere like some of the just the adventure of getting to camp in like yeah. some of the stands is probably like that's cool it reminds some of those hunts i mean i've been on well different but similar as far as difficulty to get there and things and God, it reminded me of the Indiana Jones movies yeah, exactly like yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. i, I want to go to yeah i guess it's a one the stand so I can like relive the spies like us like the road to Dushan <laughs> Bay and we're going you know what I mean like the but like um, it literally is that you know what I yeah. mean like and so you know from again for me half of those hunts um is the adventure of it so you know what I mean yeah, it's, it's, so the, it's the, the road the, travel the overlanding the this the you know the adventure that most people don't get you know what I mean like participate in correct like, yeah that's you great. know now what's it, cool you know florida now i'm just you know starting to i used to do a lot of this anyway but like just having a boat and like starting to explore the bahamas and like you mm-hmm. know running over there by yourself and like you know fishing and Adventure. camping out on a beach and bringing your you know you know pole spears and like you just yeah it's a cool thing with Florida ethos all the guys that i know and you know a lot of them have oh well, you know for you you have two lives you have this life and you have your yeah. business life but it's it really is an adventure brand, and all the guys yeah. are incredibly into adventure. Yeah, they are, and it's really cool. You know, between like you have guys that are really accomplished in their respective fields, also, which is kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, there's always someone like that really Allen. You know, whether Allen, you know, as a bow hunter, you know, and uh, Scobies are super knowledgeable. You've you know, whether oh, yeah, it be no guns scary. and hunting, and like you know, all, just all these different walks of life, and like everyone's sort of just, but everyone's also looking to have a good time. So yeah. you know, there's nothing worse than getting stuck in hunting camp with the guy that thinks he knows fucking everything and. Ugh. Wants to teach you, like I've had that a couple times, you know, because I'll, I'll put myself out there for some of the big hunts, and you know, you, some guy at an auction at a big, you know, function buy it, and they, then they want to teach you about hunting, and then they're like, oh, they actually probably know a lot more about this than you know. So it's, it's kind of it, it, it's just an awesome group of guys to hang out with. Like they're yeah. they're the kind of guys you could probably have fun in a prison somewhere, you know what I mean? And be like, yeah, we're still having a good time. That's like, definitely well, Scoby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
so. Well, man. Okay. Well, is Thomas, anything else? Is that it? Or anything for me? Hey, man, we'll cover it whenever, you know, we can do it again. Next time, on the way back. Yeah, exactly. Well, man, so good luck on the moose hunt. I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm rooting for you. Oh, my I God. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, and, I'm uh, Yeah, thanks for stopping by. My and, pleasure. Uh, oh, yeah, I want to see a picture of this moose. Me too. Yeah, uh-huh. it's one of those, like, because I've been going at wanting it so long, like, you know, they're like, we can find a big. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't like. I'll, let's just find a legal one. And I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm in this hunt. I'm definitely going in. Like, if you shoot it on the last day, shoot it on the first day, kind of thing. You That's know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, I, mean, I, like, I, I don't, wise. I don't want to eat tag soup on yeah, this one. Like, because Maine is vast too. You yeah, know, they could just it's, not be there. They could be. You know, you could see it. You know, that I had in Alaska. That. The, I mean, uh, that part of, you know, most of Maine is like the last mainland frontier. Oh yeah, no, it's it's it, it's really remote. I've been up and I went up to the camp actually before just to you know check out some stuff and. Uh, yeah, no, it's the middle of nowhere. And, yeah. uh, Most know, and of with, Maine. with moose, it's just like they can be gone. You know, like I, yeah. my, the biggest moose I ever shot, like the guide was like, well, why don't we see if it's closer to the river tomorrow? And I was like, nope. No, and, they and, like, cover ground. It was a three-day recovery through, you know, swamp up to my chest. And, you know, uh. a, a, a Yukon moose hindquarter that weighs 300 pounds, like definitely almost drowned a few times just trying to get the thing out of there. Yeah. But like it was 100% the right call because they just yeah. weren't running. They weren't coming to the water. But like. Uh, yeah, yeah. moose they, they can just disappear so it's and when you see one you know you want to shoot you just gotta you just to gotta, me, you just yeah, gotta get after just go. it yeah. yeah there you go okay awesome man thanks man good, good luck to be with you. yeah <laughs>